0: For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Hear that? It's the call of the crave. And when the crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle.
0: Welcome back, everyone. I am Myra Boutros-Boutros-Monkhouse.
2: <laughs> and I am Lena Horn.
0: This is The Read. Special new Tuesday episode. So I'm going to say this now, since I, I guess, was reminded that a lot of y'all don't listen to the last maybe two minutes of the podcast. Yeah. Um. Don't know why y'all still are doing it. So that. at the beginning, I will let you know, for those of you who may have missed it, that... The Read Podcast is now going to be uh, released on Tuesdays as opposed to the typical Thursday. Um, This is in relation to the television program that we are recording (laughs) um, and scheduling uh, matters involved with that. So, frequently asked questions include... Will the podcast still be going on as this TV show shit exists? Um, Yes. Maybe we answered that at the end of an episode as well and you didn't hear it. But we are still going to be doing this podcast. It will be coming out on a different day. So now you get the read, the long version, Tuesdays, and you get the read, shortened, televised, visual version on Fridays, it's a double whammy every week. You can't go wrong, right? <laughs> so, welcome back. Um, this sounds like an ad. <laughs> I just wanted to let you girls know, Tuesday is the day now. Yeah. Tell a friend to tell a friend in case you don't. So great. Um. Well, today, I figured we could just go ahead and jump into a mailbag episode. Oh, okay. Because I'm ever so tired. And,
3: <laughs> oh, Lord.
0: Um, I just flew back in to the city from California um, where I spent some time staring at final drafts and uh, drinking myself to sleep.
2: Oh, God.
0: Shout out to DJ B-Head and his blog party. Thank you for inviting me. It was a great time. Um, Other than that, you know, I'm here and I'm... um, Almost ready for work. I did look at a lot of the stories, the the gossip, mm-hmm. if you will. Nothing really, um, nothing really jumped out at me. I saw a feature got into a fight um, on the street. Somebody knocked him off of his dirt bike or some shit. Oh god, that was fun if you're into the World Star Hip Hop um, era or whatever. I also briefly on the way over here saw a headline that Adele is dating Skepta.
2: <laughs> what
3: <laughs>
0: i'm not buying it just yet but, yeah um,
2: that sounds fake
0: um fun to think about i guess what the new album would look like how old is she now 30
2: i think so 30 31 somewhere around there
0: whatever that album is that, that should be interesting it has some
2: Um,
0: so instead, we're going to read all of your garbage and all of your mess that you have foolishly sent in to us to review. Oh, um, Lord. So
2: I will get things started. I was about to say, have you gone in the inbox? Because
0: <laughs> I picked out about seven emails here.
2: Quite a wreck in there. But... Not
0: sure if we can get through all of them. Some of them were already read. So that led me to assume that you looked at them and rolled your eyes and continued. <laughs>
2: Yes, that is exactly what happened.
0: <laughs> so, some of these might sound familiar to you, but folks at home, it should be brand new. Okay, for
2: great. Well, that's
0: all right. I thought I'd start things off here from uh, a young man who is desperately in need of a assistant. <laughs> so, so, I'm going to call him Bruce Sean. And I don't know why, but Ooh. that's his name. He says, uh, So, here's the deal. About two months ago, I met this fine white dude on Jacks.
2: Oh no! Typically, I didn't know white guys were on Jacks. Turn around right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I met this fine white dude on Jacks. Typically, I don't go for white men, but he was fine and presented himself like he had swag. Imagine Travis Kelsey. All right, that's let me what Google that for.
2: person
0: because yep, I have never heard in my life. I think
2: he spelled oh, wrong, definitely girl. spelled Travis Kelsey wrong. Oh, this is a football player. Oh, but he... Okay, I can... He's kind of cute. I don't know why
0: I expected him to be a Jonas brother or something. Yeah, I
2: definitely thought he was a musician. Um, Yeah, he's not... Okay. I mean, as far as white boys go, you could do a lot worse. Yeah. I exactly. like him with this full beard and that haircut, Everybody though. Everybody has
0: a, perfor- a taste.
2: Yeah. Um, I would give Travis Kelsey my number.
0: And then he says, um, as a gay black man living in the South, I'm always skeptical of white men's interest in me, but I decided to give this guy a chance nonetheless. We hooked up several times and the dick was huge and B-O-M-B. Bomb. It was just oh. sex and I didn't even know his real name. Okay. Great. No choice me here. Well, one night after fucking, I caught glimpse of his facebook name on his phone so when he left i looked it up on my phone and that's when shit hit the fan
2: <laughs> yes detective.
0: turns out not only is this bitch married but he has three little girls tad worse to worse he's a trump supporter there's all kinds of oh, racist God. anti-black lives matter posts all on his page posts condemning eric garner and going off about the cop who. Sh- who shot him losing his job. Confederate flags galore and inappropriate racist jokes. He also works for the police force in some capacity, but not a cop.
2: Lord, help us. So an informant or like a... I mean, probably like just somebody who works at the police station, like a dispatcher or something.
0: Somebody who just slaps the black people when they bring them in.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the, you know, standard Negro tormentor. That's a thing. My
0: dilemma is now that I know what I know, I low-key want to expose him. I have nude pics of him with very distinct tattoos and all of our messages. I have an issue with outing men, but I feel like this bitch deserves it. I can't help but... I can't help but think every time he called me something like bitch in bed, that he really wanted to call me a slave or nigger. Yeah. I feel bad for the kids. Fuck the wife, because I'm sure she shares his beliefs. But I just don't know about ruining a family. Also, if I tell this nigga has about 50 guns per his Facebook pics that he can retaliate with. I honestly don't know what to do. Please help. Thanks. Love you both. Bruchon.
2: Well, Bruchon, (laughs) a few things here. First of all, if it were to get out that this man was secretly fucking men and black men at that, it yeah. would be him who ruined his marriage or him who broke up his family, not you. Okay. Because there would be nothing to tell, period, if he wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's first things first. Mm-hmm. However, the fact that y'all live in the South leads me to believe that this man is automatically going to have like, a lot of people on his side you know what I'm saying like kind of rallying around him regardless and if he does have a bunch of guns and decides to come shoot you up at home I think we all know that he's not going to get in trouble for that so I guess I would try to either anonymously leak his nudes (laughs) I mean like what what is really important here is whether he knows that you took nude photos of him I'm sure he does. Okay. So then if he does, you have to be very careful about that. And I might just decide to, you know, email him to his wife and let that be that. But yeah, the combination of like being a Trump supporter, white in the South, lots of guns, you know, ultra crazy and all this. I really do get the urge to want to put this man on blast, but Mm. I think it's going to cause you more trouble than it's worth.
0: You know, this is... (laughs) This is why I let cute white boys exist.
2: Yeah. This is why you have to. From a
0: distance for most for the most part. Yeah. I feel like I understand what you said in terms of he's fine and presented himself like he had swag. Again, not uh, too familiar with this Travis person, but I'm going to just, um, and it's <laughs> K-E-L-C-E, just so you know.
2: And his Instagram is okay. Kill a Trav. So... <laughs> might be where you getting the swag thing Given from. the
0: National Football League's <laughs> <laughs> history. you're probably is a killer.
2: <sighs>
0: um, um but yes, you know, I'm always afraid that I'll be penetrated by a Caucasian only for some shit like this to happen. And there just isn't enough soap. There isn't a powerful enough lutra. Oh
2: my God, he has for a black me, girl feel for better me. about
0: that. Oh of course he does of course he does <laughs> so I feel like you know I would either Charge this one to the game and move on with my yeah. my life um and my hole. <laughs> or if you're still in contact with him, I might be like, so found your Facebook. Yeah. Have some questions. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some things because as you know, you did send me that cock photograph. <laughs> That is still in my possession, as well as all of our filthy um, messages back and forth on the jacks. And I just feel like, you know, this is um, this counteracts your your alleged feelings Mm -hmm. on your social media platform. And I feel like people might want to know About that as well. You really are. (laughs) I don't even know that I would actually post them. I'm just saying, if I was still talking to this nigga, I would absolutely goop him and let him know. So you're on the internet, clearly hating black people, but at the same time, yeah, you know what I know.
2: My only thing is, want to shut
0: up or do?
2: (laughs) I would just be scared of retaliation, you know, in the form of Mm -hmm. murder. That's my only thing.
0: I feel like that's reasonable.
2: Yeah, and I feel like if this if this white man finds out that you know who he really is, his real identity, and you can expose him and he may lose his job and his family and his standing in his community. That might be enough for him to be like, I need to take this nigga out before it even gets to that point. I mean,
0: facts, you know what I'm saying? Or you could just simply move on with your life. Like, yeah, I, I, I think
2: that's going to have to be I think that's the best option
0: here. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe when it comes to your jacked perusal. Um if you stop next to any more Travises yeah. or any Tads uh perhaps a Bob mm-hmm. maybe you ask them some questions maybe you go on a date maybe you put a movie on before sex a movie like The Help or okay. um 12 Years <coughs> or you know yeah. rosewood
2: something to set the mood and
0: just see <laughs> how things are feeling what was what was um true true story michael b jordan is is the star Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station. Yep,
2: another really There's one. There's one. Yes. You
0: know, The Hate You Give,
2: perhaps. Yep.
0: Put on There's something riveting yeah. and Negro. <laughs> um, Medea's Family Reunion. Oh, God, that'll get anybody to leave. Something to just arouse an opinion <laughs> that you can judge him off of. Yeah. Um, But this, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, now you know where to push your pussy and where not to. Um, but I'm not shocked and he's trash, but
2: yeah, I might just, next time he texts you, I might just say something like, I don't fuck Trump supporters or, oh, but that still gives it away. Yeah. I think overall, you just going to have to pack it up because maybe you were starting to think about this white man as more than just somebody you could fuck around Mm, with and the fantasy and the fantasy has been you know killed for you now so you kind of want to get a little bit of revenge and feel better but i just think it's it's yeah it's going to be more trouble than it is ultimately worth so
0: yeah i think you're gonna have to move on from that one yeah let (laughs) the
2: travis clone go
0: but i mean (laughs) if you want to fuck with him you You can
2: you know but you know just be aware of the
0: risks (laughs) you can always send some messages to those closest to you and be like if i come up missing it is
2: oh yeah you definitely should do that you definitely should send them pictures of him his screenshots of his facebook the nudes all that you should tell probably two or three people
0: because billy was not yeah
2: that's right (laughs) (laughs) okay um this letter comes from bismuth or do you want to do another one you can go. Okay. Business says, I've been listening to the read for years, and I know y'all will help me to see if I'm being unreasonable. I've been going to New York Comic Con for years. Initially, it was just me, but one by one, I've been inviting my three best friends to come, and now we all go and do group cosplay. This year, we were all planning to go. We had a group costume set, and I booked the hotel room for the weekend in order for us to get there early Saturday morning and to celebrate my friend's birthday. This friend is a mom, and it was established that the baby was not coming with us and she was going to have somebody watch her. However, she didn't mention th- mention this to her parents early enough, and they said they couldn't watch the baby because they, quote, have a life. So now her plan is to bring a six-month-old to the hotel Friday and a Comic-Con Saturday, and afterwards, her boyfriend will take the baby home. <laughs> I understand the learning curve of being a new mom is something to get used to and things like canceling can happen. I offered up the idea that we maybe not stay that Friday since she'll have the baby and we can just meet Saturday morning. But she didn't see the logic in that. Now I'm going to have to split this room with three of us and a baby and the hotel does not offer cribs. My friend is a nice person, but she has a habit of springing things last minute when plans are already set and we just have to roll with it. She didn't try to find a sitter or anything for the weekend. I look forward to Comic-Con every year and it's the only day where I can let my nerd flag fly all day long. But if she asked me to leave early because she underestimated a crowded convention with an infant, then a rude awakening is coming for her. Is she being unreasonable? thinking that I'd have to change my plans when she didn't bother finding another solution? Or am I just being stubborn because I set this plan to have a great weekend for us and her baby coming is changing it? I'd appreciate any <laughs> advice, even if it has to be su- a suck it up read on me. That was me. so
0: one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> like, is she ridiculous and That's just y'all unreasonable? <laughs> or like, am I right because that bitch is trash? <laughs> Which one is it?
2: Love biz.
0: Um, I'm typically, you know, as forgiving as possible when it comes to mm-hmm. moms, not necessarily even just new moms, but moms of a new baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because my God, you know, I'm tired right now. I can't imagine <laughs> if I had a six month old that needed my attention and woke yeah, me no. up at 2 a.m. because that nigga is up and like has <laughs> opinions and feelings. Fuck that. So. You know, I think that I would try to be reasonable, but I think it's also fair to expect for your friend, the mom, a father, whomever, to be, like, reasonable as well. You know, yeah. Comic-Con is an incredibly, incredibly packed event. Yes. There's a lot going on. It's a lot of noise. Everybody taking pictures. Mm-hmm. All kinds of costumes and, and mechanical things moving around and whatnot. Yep. It's a lot. And a six-month-old... Probably just want your titty and a nap. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just whatever. So I think that you have to just be able to find whatever the the compromise is. But if... (sighs) I don't know. It's rough because it's like on one end, I think that if your friend, if the friend is being just wildly unreasonable and acting like she doesn't have a six month old strap to her cosplay outfit, then it's like, yeah, somebody's going to have to be like, Hey girl. So do you know what time it is? But if everybody's doing their best, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. she's not really just, she's not really being antagonistic or trying to make things difficult. And she's doing the best that she can. I say, give her a break. Yeah. Well, she already tired, hell.
2: Right. She already is tired. And, um, I, I can kind of see what you're saying. Like, if she is a new mother or, you know, she's got this new baby, then she probably really wants to go to Comic Con and, like, get out of the house and so, do something right. fun. Yep. And I really do get that. But on the other hand, and it's her birthday so you know there is also that where I would not want to forget about that yeah I would not want to you know shit on her birthday plans or make her feel left out or excluded on her own birthday because
0: she decided to create a human
2: right (laughs) right but at the same time y'all did already have these plans and to me the biggest issue is that the hotel doesn't offer a way for the baby to sleep yeah
0: that's kind of stupid
2: if there's four of you in one room I'm assuming it's two queen beds and I would be very nervous sleeping in a Bed next to a six month old just because I would be paranoid all night long that I was going to like throw my thigh over your baby's face. (laughs) You know, I've always said that about
0: like anybody who just be sleeping with their baby right next to them in the bed. Yeah. And I've heard so many people say to me that it doesn't happen because it's like even it's like a sleep. I don't get it, bitch, because I feel like I'm pancaking this motherfucker, period. (laughs) And I'm not even like a crazy wild yeah, sleeper. I couldn't do it. Right. But people have told me it's like no, like there's a part of it. you just know that they're there even when you're asleep. Okay, girl.
2: I mean, and so so then that sounds like I'm not going to get my full deep REM. I'm right. still going to be a little bit conscious because of this infant being next your to me. It's
0: all about compromising and giving. <laughs> it's all your
2: about happiness. not getting quality sleep. Yeah. <laughs> just like and, and
0: never being happy again. In
2: addition to that, six month olds are incredibly needy. They cannot do shit on their own but shit like
0: they just learn to hold their head up
2: <laughs> that child is going to be waking up randomly crying fussing he's going to need constant attention which duh, a baby so i kind of feel like your friend should withdraw herself from the weekend but if she doesn't do that then i would say to her you know let's let's make this work for everybody So if you're coming Friday and we're spending the extra money to stay in the hotel Friday and then your baby daddy or boyfriend is coming Saturday after Comic Con to pick this child up, then bring something along that the baby can sleep in. I don't know if they have like pop up portable cribs or a pack and play or hell the car seat even though I think they're not supposed to sleep in the car seat but like bring something so that your baby has somewhere to sleep when we go to Comic Con bring one of them baby holding things where you put it on like you just wear it like a shirt or whatever Uh, and your baby is strapped in yeah like a Bjorn Mm -hmm. something like that where you don't have to worry about like your hands getting tired and all that and and I was gonna say cosplay the baby right cos- stick a hat on the baby I don't know what y'all's group costume <laughs> is but if it's like it, you're you're clearly a Steven Universe fan so mm. you could probably find a Steven Universe star or if something <laughs> Lion or some <laughs> shit, anything anything something yeah and then just you know hope for the best and she may have to step away and miss some things because you know she has to whip a titty out or right. whatever but
0: that's what i was saying because it's like it also has to do with whatever your plans are at Comic Con because some people like really have panels that they want to go and be at and that is way more um you know like peace and quiet is more, more relevant yeah. in the situation right. because fucking you know Denai Guerrero or anybody could be up on the stage talking about how hard they bust their ass and bled all over this season of The Walking Dead or whatever yeah. and then all of a sudden this fucking six-month-older she do want to see is crying and now you can't you know right. so there have to at least I, what I can say I I would personally believe is that this is not going to be the only very 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 young baby at this Oh definitely event. not. So definitely not. There have to be there has to be some sort of a plan that can be put in motion on, you know, in terms of what you can do. Mm -hmm. If the baby starts crying, where you can go, where it might be the most, you know, advantageous spot to be in. If you need to sit down and change the baby or whatever, whatever, like just come up with like a a game plan that maybe checks off all boxes in case this baby needs something and that you don't miss anything. And I think if she understands like, look, You know, Rebecca Sugar and Estelle and everybody from the Steven Universe, (laughs) they're about to be there. And like, girl, if your baby start crying, I'm not going to miss it. So, like, I think that she still has to be um, fair and understanding enough that she might be inconvenienced in a couple of places because she got to take care of her baby. And that's just part of taking care of a baby. You miss it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But... Yeah, just try to come up with a plan and make agreements on on things that you can do ahead of time. So at least she'll feel supported and surrounded by people yes. that are giving a fuck. But at the same time, make sure that she understands, like, girl, we all want to have a, a good time, and there are things I definitely, definitely want to see. Right. I want to get an autograph from this person, or we can get a shirt from here, or whatever, whatever. And I didn't get pregnant, no shade. So like, I want to <laughs> like, what can we do so that everybody yeah. feels fulfilled?
2: And she may be, when I was younger and I had friends who, you know, kind of accidentally got pregnant, Mm. they, (laughs) they really struggled with transitioning to the part of mom life that means you have to miss out on some shit. They really struggled with that. Like they still wanted to go party with everybody every weekend. They still wanted to hang out. They wanted us to come over and hang out like you ain't have no six week old baby on your titty. And it was just like some things are going to have to change. But that doesn't mean that your friends should be totally excluded from like fun and hanging out and kicking it and all that. So I think there's so, and you didn't say how old y'all are, but. Um, like I said, this was more of an issue when I was younger. Now all my old ass friends, like, they know that they yeah, have these just, kids. like, get the
3: picture.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> they know they have these kids that they have to work around. So, yeah. Dress
0: up the diaper bag, maybe, and just go all in. You yeah. know what I mean? And make it a whole thing. Cosplay the whole baby situation, too. Yeah. And just try to have as much fun as possible and be supportive mm-hmm. of of your friend and her baby being present and stuff like that. And just make sure that there is an understanding prior as to what, you know, you maybe can expect and and what y'all will do if certain things happen. Yeah. And that like, If it's like, look, it's a Steven Universe panel and a Dragon Ball Z something or whatever. And like, those are the things, girl, girl. I'm I'm not missing those things, girl. So,
2: yeah, just so you know, 4.15 p.m. on Saturday, (laughs) whatever. Right. And maybe if there's something that like you really want to see, then she can make sure that she's you know in a place where she can easily get up and leave the room if she needs to right and then if there's some nerd shit that she's really into and one of y'all you know doesn't really care or whatever then y'all can kind of take over with watching the baby while she gets into her nerd shit maybe you FaceTime the stream as she's in the bathroom or whatever.
0: <laughs> change it. You know, I'm just like
2: reach out hands shit.
0: where you can yeah you know I mean?
2: all kind of shit y'all can do but you do have to communicate and if she is completely unwilling to even think about it or be reasonable and that sort of thing they have to decide what you're going to do going forward right but i mean as for this situation the plan the trip is planned all this is happening this weekend so y'all gonna have to get on the ball now and good luck to you all right
0: well my next letter comes from someone who says they would like to use the name ladasha
3: God it. says damn dear it. kid
0: uh, dear crystal and kid fury my parents have been married for 21 years through their marriage, my mother has accused my father of cheating numerous times. Recently, she found text messages between him and another woman. My mother came and told me about, since I'm the oldest, I didn't edit this. Yeah, no. <laughs> and since I'm the oldest and we have a strong connection.
3: Oh. Okay, so she told
0: you about it. Right. Right. So she was so upset and told me she wanted a divorce and I should prepare for the worst. Although my father is emotionally distant. He is no deadbeat, and I do love him, but I can't look at him the same. My mother confronted him about it, and of course he denied it. Now, a few days later, everything seems like it's been swept under the rug. It's like everything went back to normal, and I'm confused. Even though she won't say it, I know she doesn't want to go through with the divorce. Maybe she rethought everything, but she still doesn't have to put up with that. I'm very much a mama's girl, and I'm still angry with my dad. My mom tells me to respect him, but how could I after all that? I don't know what to do. (laughs) Sincerely, Ladasha.
2: Um, well... Did she say how old she is?
0: No, but she said they've been married for 21 years. Okay. So, so
2: she's probably around well, 1920. <laughs> okay, right. Probably not older than 20. I would say around that number yeah. somewhere. Yes. So, I think it's really interesting that you said your father is emotionally distant but not a deadbeat because <laughs> that's just not how that works. Like whether you financially take care of your children is not the only facet of parenting that matters. Come and on. um the fact that well, I don't know what else your dad has done other I think than cheating on your mother.
0: I think so many people just attribute deadbeat to finance, financial stuff.
2: Right, I so think like, so too. If
0: you're not paying for this and that and that
2: and that, you're a right. But the thing is, if you're not an active, involved father, if you're not somebody that your children can come to, then you're doing something very wrong. So, True. um, I <laughs> and if you're cheating on their mom, right? So the thing is, like, if you grown and. You are really upset about it or whatever. I don't see nothing wrong with confronting your father about it or even going back to your mama and saying, listen, y'all are two grown people like in a marriage and all that. That is none of my business. I am still your child. Like, I know that I may be the oldest and mothers have a way of turning that oldest daughter into their little mini BFF and unloading all their shit onto their little girl it's like
0: you become a, their
2: right. best and friend like,
0: first cousin
2: but it's I like, am still your child and you're this the is still deeply about, is inappropriate bro. Like, right. so I don't
0: I'm very you're not talking conflicted. about one of your
2: exes from college girl you're talking about my daddy right. like, this this is an inappropriate conversation him. to be having yeah. so I would probably go back to her and say listen it's your decision whether you're going to stay with him or not. I'm not the one who's been getting cheated on for the past two decades. You have. So you decide if that's something you want to continue to put up with. However, as somebody who has a good relationship with my father, I don't want to be brought into y'all's marital issues no more.
0: It's just, you can't avoid that. I
2: think that you're going to have to, you're going to have to talk to one or both of them. And if you pick one, then I would say, your mama because she's the one bringing you into this shit like I have a yeah. feeling your daddy has never once breathed a word to you ever about all the women he's been sleeping with not at all. <laughs> and so I would say look mommy if you're not gonna do something about this nigga you're not gonna leave him or whatever else then like fine, but stop bringing me into it. I am still the child in this situation. This is grossly inappropriate. Like you need your own grown girlfriends to go talk to. You need your own therapist to talk to. You need to get away from this nigga for a few weeks and think about what it is you really want. I don't know, but I'm still a child here or the child here. So leave me alone.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. I mean, it's like I I understand situations like this where you know yeah. this kind of shit comes out and the parents stay together and etc cetera, etc cetera. but you aren't necessarily it's not necessarily your your job or position to try and and get your mother to have this revelation of what she deserves right. or what her worth is or what she should or should not put up with if she wants to stay married to your father that's her business however i do think like you were saying it's it's incredibly reasonable and fair Mm -hmm. for you to let them know that you are affected by this right and that your um perception of them as your parents um has been affected by this and that you need some assistance through that you know whether they stay together or not like i said is not really anything that you can necessarily control but i do think Again, like Crystal was mentioning, the fact that your mother brings you into it and the fact that your father is apparently such a sloppy cheater, it's like, girl, well, (laughs) here I am... I miss this stuff anyway, so, and I have feelings. Yeah. So what are we going to do about that? Because y'all can try and sweep it under the rug and act like this isn't a, a problem like so many black generations of old. But here I am. Hello, yeah. 2019, and yeah. I don't like this shit. <laughs> yeah. So what are we going to do? And maybe that can allow yeah. them to have the conversation that they need to have because so many people... Especially parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, whatever. So many people in relationships have like barely a conversation, maybe a side eye or two, and then they go and get them all you can eat breadsticks at Olive Garden, <laughs> and it's like this shit never fucking happened Yeah, fuck that. And you be the one, <laughs> right? In, as well as like maybe your mom, a sister, a best friend, or somebody like so. He, what? So all the Thanksgivings and Christmas just gonna be awkward. <laughs> Because of bread <laughs> That's right. Got it. <laughs> like, you can just... Yeah. I think that I've been able to... Um. Uh, you know, infidelity is not anything that has ever been something I've been aware of in terms of my parents. Yeah. I don't think that they they that kind of wild. But, like, when they have had disagreements and I've had my opinion on this person, or that person, and why they're mad, da 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 as I've gotten older... I've been much better, I think, um, respectfully communicating that I don't like it. Mm. And it affects me in a way that places me in a really negative place. I think, thankfully, that was often enough for them to at least curb their behavior (laughs) (laughs) and, like, figure it out. Yeah, But, yeah, I don't know. You can't make your mama, you know— Feel the things that you would feel in similar similar situation, but I do think you can get them to understand that you don't need to be
2: right in the middle of it. Yeah, let your mother should let you stay in a child's place, and your father, <laughs> whatever his many issues may be, um, needs to focus on so many things, like i don't know why men think the way they treat their wives or girlfriends or baby mamas don't matter and all they have to do is be a good father because you're modeling for your children what relationships like even if kids think that they are deliberately not absorbing that and deliberately rejecting what they see they will still internalize that shit on a level they don't even understand so both of your parents really need some work but they also need to leave you the fuck out of their shit yeah so good luck having that conversation I know it will be difficult <laughs> and i definitely understand the whole you know going to a parent about an issue you have with the other parent and the parent being like well that's still your mama that's still your daddy you know respect your father whatever like, but two days ago you was just dragging this nigga and talking about how he wasn't shit and all this right, and so, now like, I gotta, so what is the truth
0: what do you want from me <laughs> damn it
2: yeah, good luck, sis. This I mean, you could Saturday, always do
0: like homeboy, like the little kid on Soul Food and just invite everybody to dinner on Sunday. And man... Oh,
2: that's not going to work. See, kids need to stay out of grown folks' business. <laughs> and the grown folks need to not bring you into their business. Yeah, that's fair. They Them kids never needed to know that Faith fucked... <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's. I mean,
0: they were trifling in the way that they did the it. The
2: family fucked my husband. He was
0: there was with trash. his auntie, <laughs> and that was absolutely awful. As well as the scene that was why my parents wouldn't let me watch that, and I had to find soul food on, on cassette or oh, yeah. DVD by myself. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna tell me that I can't watch something and then night. expect me not to
2: watch it. I'm yeah. it. I can't believe we were allowed to have that on VHS. I cannot believe
0: <laughs> it was in the house. It was, but it was definitely in my parents' room. Am I dead? My dad used to, like, he used to, like, buy movies and, and shit like that just like I do. That's probably where I get it from. Right. And so I would go in there sometimes just to see, like, the huge collection of films that my dad bought and Soul Food. Like, he would say sometimes, because some, some of the movies would be shit that we could watch, but then sometimes, he, like, he would point out, you cannot watch Soul Food, you may not watch Jungle Fever, oh, yeah. you can't watch Menace to Society, yeah. and all these other
2: movies. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So when you're not looking. Right. I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going watch <laughs> As far as I know, we didn't have anything in the house that we weren't allowed to look at.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, I couldn't watch Pretty Woman.
2: But, you know, by the time I was in, like, high school, really, the amount of control they reasonably could have over what I watched dwindled greatly. (laughs) Because it's like, at this point, this girl's a whole-ass teenager. She is going to be gone off with raggedy-ass friends and that sort of thing. I think
0: for me, it transitioned from you're too young to watch this to um, they ain't yours. <laughs> <Don't watch
2: them>. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You didn't pay for them, so don't watch them. You thought you oh, had okay. finally aged out of it, and they yeah. were like, actually, these things don't belong don't to you. They so <laughs> don't belong to you. That's why they're not in your things. room
0: or any of the shared communal spaces that we have. Lord, So get I
2: can't. out. All right.
0: <laughs> so, well, good luck, girl.
2: Good luck. Yes, girl. Next question comes from Angie who says I've been married to my wife for almost four years and coming from an Oklahoma Baptist family. It wasn't the beginning the best in the beginning however my mother who was the only one really giving us shit eventually came around and she is now sending my wife birthday cards asking about her and whatnot my father was always okay with it my sister isn't the biggest fan of my wife because she knows some of the issues that have happened in our marriage which is my fault Mm -hmm. but she isn't rude my brother was just curious if my wife wanted to be a boy
0: (laughs) girl
2: oh it is so Oklahoma (laughs) That is literally the only backlash we have received, which is a blessing. It is. It really is. It's sad that that's as bad as it's gotten. It really is. My wife wants to have another kid. I have one from a previous relationship, and she's been involved since the birth. <clears throat> of course, y'all do. Like,
0: I'm not shy. Of shocked. course. Nothing Y'all do.
2: I have <laughs> been saying for years, Change I will not get married till I have a baby by myself. Sign the birth certificate I will, and everything. will not. My (laughs) My wife wants to have another kid and was saying how we need to think of the dynamics of this kid's relationship with my side of the family because she would carry this baby. Hmm. That threw me off because there's really no issue on my side other than her and my sister's kind of rocky relationship. My wife doesn't reach out to my family. She doesn't call my dad or try to connect with anyone on my side. So for her to just want to write them off as this horrible family hurts. Her family knew she was gay since day one, and mine only took it serious when I finally married her.
3: (laughs) Well, I know what's going on here. I mean, that's real.
2: That's the thing about studs. Like, I know they have it harder in a lot of ways, but... Y'all can't be hiding your little dykishness at age 12 or whatever. It's yeah, people be man. knowing.
3: <laughs> so. It just don't
2: happen. Uh, anyway, she I feel I like... i like that same hoodie and I'm They rollers. know, they know, girl. <laughs> I feel like my wife is being very rude about this whole thing. I know my family isn't perfect, but neither is hers. She wants me to talk to my sister to fix the issue. But honestly, I think it needs to come from her because my sister is not mad at me. She's mad at how I was treated in regard to some situations like any sibling would be. My wife has this whole my family would never speech that she throws at me every time we talk about this. Should I be the one to try and get her in a better relationship with my family or should she learn how to use some elbow grease and work it out herself? She does not try at all. My dad loves her, but she doesn't even call him. I always have to make excuses for why she won't come get on the phone when they call. I don't know if I can be with someone who doesn't try to connect with my family, even the ones that love us together. I wish I could sit everyone down for a powwow, but we're all in different states. Please help a sad okie out, Angie. I don't know. Yeah, this one is rough. But I think, so my gut reaction here is anytime it's a situation with married people, married specifically. Right. Not your girlfriend of three months. Yeah. But when it's a, a married life and y'all have kids and a home together and all that, I really feel like if my spouse has an issue with my family, they do need to talk to that person about it. But because I am the bridge between y'all, I need to be there as well. I agree. And me and my spouse need to be on the same page about these things before we go address it with my family I member. Agree. So I I think your wife is right that you should talk to your sister And maybe you should say to her, look, it's my fault that I told you a bunch of shit about when me and my wife was going through things. Because the the risk you take when you confide in people you love about your relationship is that they don't get over that nigga as fast as you do. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't. Yes. And they may stay mad for a very long time. So I would say, you know, and I think maybe that is a conversation that. Your wife doesn't necessarily need to be a part of because, again, you are the one who who let your sister know that there was all this shit going on. So I would maybe talk to my sister and be like, you know, it's really obvious that you don't fully rock with LaShawn or whatever your wife's name is. <laughs> and so, you know, I just want to talk to you about it. because I know I've come to you before when I found her ex-girlfriend's panties <laughs> in her do-rag and in it turned into durag. a thing. <laughs> But if it's an issue where like she won't get on the phone when your family calls and her dad, your dad really loves her and she just won't talk to him or whatever. Then I think that's the sort of thing where you need to ask her, what is the issue here? Because my family is trying to have a relationship with us and you are rejecting it. Some people are really awkward with that kind of
0: thing. I think that I'm one of those people. You know, I'm really awkward when it comes to letting certain people in, especially if I feel like there's obligation attached to it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I I would definitely be the person that, and sometimes I hate that shit about myself Mm -hmm. because I feel like people want you to, they want to see a person in that kind of environment that is just fully open and honest and comfortable with people asking them questions or getting to know them and, you know, maybe pushing some buttons and you being able to handle that. Like people want to know that kind of thing. And also yeah. some people. Will intentionally push buttons and try you and test people to see, you know, oh, well, I don't know if you can handle my sister. I don't know if you write for my cousin or my, you know, so oh, yeah. I don't know. But it's
2: true. People do do that.
0: I don't, I, I think that you have to try and, and get some clarity because you was just saying like you need to be on the same page if you don't talk to them anyway, which I totally agree with. Mm-hmm. But I would try to get some understanding if there is any particular thing she's conscious of that maybe prevents her from connecting with your family as much as you would like her to because with me I I know that I would be super awkward and not really know how to balance a conversation with Mm -hmm. someone I'm dating with the family of someone that I'm dating especially early on and it's not because I don't want to or have no interest or don't like them but just because I am more so concerned with whether or not I'm going to make them uncomfortable, or I'm going to feel inadequate, and all of my insecurities basically bubbling to the top. That that prevents that from happening right. in a healthy way. So I think you've got to get like understanding from her before you start to assume uh, why she's behaving the way that she might be behaving.
2: Yeah that's why I'm saying that you and your wife have to really be on the same page about this you've got to ask her about all that all that shit if you're just brought up like because it could it could definitely be the case that she feels that same way it might be you know that she felt the initial uh, coldness from your mother and so that's kind of turned her off to your family altogether because I mean your daddy is married to your mama I'm assuming here um but so she might just feel really skeptical or scared about the whole situation so y'all really do have to get on the same page about it tell her you don't want to add another baby to this situation without everything being clear because i think a lot of times people think that like Having kids or whatever will just fix whatever baseline situation is going on. But it's only going to make things more complicated. Way more. Right. So she should, I mean, and she should be open to being fully honest with you about whatever hesitation she has towards this situation. And you should be there when she talks to your family about those issues. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they should know that y'all are coming as, if not a united front, at least a front that is on the same page about what's going on right and and knows that a a discussion needs to be facilitated for sure yeah and i think y'all can work this out
0: yeah i definitely think you can work it out as well it doesn't sound like anything that is super deep as much as to me it sounds like um it sounds like an awkwardness in communication and just figuring out how to have that communication because there's some people who i've met probably like a dozen times just in passing or whatever that i'm still a little awkward with because Mm -hmm. i don't know how to have a conversation with you or maybe we don't (laughs) we've never really been in a situation where we could have like an intimate get to know like maybe the only times you've ever spoken has only been small talk and small talk is my
2: You hate it so much. Oh, God. Oh, God. You hate it so much. I hate it.
0: (laughs) And nothing is ever really processed out of small talk. Small talk is just saying words for the sake of words being said. And so sometimes it's like nothing really comes from that except maybe more anxiety. Yeah. So I wouldn't overthink it. I would definitely just try and have a chat with your wife Mm -hmm. and then piece things together.
2: Yeah. I think so. Good idea. All right. Well, I've got one. All right. Phenomenal. This comes...
0: Well, hmm. Oh, no. Well, actually, I had one that was almost the opposite of what you just read, which is somebody who's sister is dating a girl for the first time, and she wanted to know if it's a phase or not.
2: Well, I mean, how would you know if it's a phase or not? Exactly. There's no way of knowing that. <laughs> I'm going to read this one. It says,
0: Hi, The read. So me and my boyfriend have been together for over five years. When we initially got together, I was a top. of the time.
2: I deliberately did not choose this. I know you did. (laughs) I was the top
0: 95% of the time. (laughs) And he said that he was fully versed. (sighs) So we've been together five years. He started a 95% time. And my thing is, bitch, what is a 95% time? That means so on, you your, get, on your birthday and Christmas. You get topped by accident. I'll give up that booty hole. <laughs> but every other time. It starts as Friday and then maybe something just slips in. And you know like, what's oh, up. Well, I guess. You already <laughs> like know what's going 95, on. 95, that's just such a, okay. Um, oh, Peacefully versed. At the time, I was hesitant about going into the relationship because I knew that bottoming was something I just didn't enjoy. Although I had experienced bottoming that was pleasurable, I just preferred to top and occasionally bottom to please my man as it brings me pleasure to see to please him in that way I asked my partner before we got into the relationship would that be a problem and I'm willing to try being more averse if he would be patient with me we agreed and over the first year I mean it requires it it does we agreed and over the first year of our relationship I noticed that he wouldn't even try to top me at first it was okay but then I felt like I wanted it even Wait. more because I wasn't getting it <laughs> Oh, God. I'm lost already. No. So we had a conversation, and I read
2: it. He's a so, 95% top, but he still want that dick in the booty on. Because
0: he was fully <laughs> versed, and he was like, well, I don't know about that, because I'm mostly I'm top, and I don't like being bottom. Right. So but, then what happened when you wasn't getting no dick? I guess the the mere thought that this nigga is, uh, is interested in ass, but didn't request any from you, right. made you oh, feel a way about yourself. Oh,
2: got it. See? <sighs> got it. I just prefer
0: to top and occasionally bottoms. Please, my man is okay. I asked my partner before we got into the relationship, would that be a problem? And I'm willing to uh, try being more versed if he's willing to be patient with me. We agreed. And over the first year of our relationship, I noticed that he wouldn't even try. At first it was okay, but then I felt like I wanted it even more because I wasn't getting it. So we had a conversation and eventually he did top me. But then another six months goes by, and I noticed that he still hadn't talked to me, nor was asking, nor was I asking, because it made me feel weird, oh given our roles in the relationship. So we had another conversation after that conversation. I would shower and get prepared and walk around the house with my jock strap and my ass hanging out, hoping that he would get the hint. I mean, uh, honey, look, if you just yes, in your I feel job, like he was
2: selling it, and that yeah. wasn't it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell there's you.
0: There's nothing good. <laughs> But he would never take the advantage and he acted strange. One day I did it again and sat on his lap and started kissing on him. And he said, quote, I know what you want, but it makes me uncomfortable.
3: Well, damn.
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) This sent shockwaves through my body. Not the good kind. Because I felt like, I added that. Because I felt like he didn't want me in that way. It hurt. And when he didn't speak for an entire week. We didn't speak for an entire week. Right. Mind you we lived together in a one bedroom apartment. <sighs> Eventually, he goes on Mm -mm. social media and makes a post about not being attracted to me in that way after we both agree not to put our business on blast on social media from the beginning of our relationship. Oh, God. I found out, and we have a huge argument and almost break up. This was a year and a half into our relationship. Now, remember, they've been together at this point for over five years. Oh, this was a a long time ago. Right.
2: I haven't read this letter in a while. After
0: that, (laughs) things got better, and he would sometimes ask me if I wanted it, which is always a term off because i want him to just go for it oh lord (sighs) but at least it was happening (laughs) once every three to four months then after we made it to year four he only talked me once and it's been a year since i was at my breaking point and flat out told him he needs to fuck me more often period with a t then we attempted then when he attempted he was unable to get it up we tried again and he still oh couldn't God. rise to the occasion <laughs> we had a conversation about it and now he suggests that I find a guy who was willing to fuck me on the side in order to satisfy me well, at first I was willing but then the thought of having to find someone who I don't know to link up with just to have sex with makes me uncomfortable when all I want is him I'm at a loss and I don't know if I need to end our relationship because of sex when everything else between us is great but I can't see myself marrying a man who can't satisfy me sexually please help sincerely a dry top <sighs> So, yeah. Yeah. So I chose this because I felt like there were so many poor decisions
2: made. There are a lot. And that is probably why I did not choose it. (laughs) Because there's so much going on, and I feel like you usually don't want to answer questions about tops, bottoms, verse, that sort of thing. You're always like, oh, leave me alone, the gays. But, well, as I
0: said already, I don't know what being 95% top is. Yeah, I
2: think you and your man have a couple issues going on here. Number one is that both of you. We're either unclear about what you really liked sexually or your tastes have changed. Because it sounds to me like you are verse and your man is fully a bottom. That's what it sounds like to me.
0: Let me tell you something. <laughs> in my younger <laughs> In my younger younger, ignorant years, I used to go by a, a very subtle chart that would oh, be like God damn it. So you say you top, right?
3: <laughs> not, basically
0: you would just so. bump down whatever that person said yeah. by maybe one or a half. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's top, then there's verse top, there's fully verse, verse bottom, bottom, power bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, you know, most tops or most niggas that I have met that are yeah. saying that they're fully top. I find to be somewhere in between fully verse, verse top. <laughs> yes. What that means is that it's probably unlikely that they will be topped, but there or and or there is a specific type of person yeah. that makes them want to, to, bottom. to be bottom. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and so with that, I would say the same thing with uh your boyfriend. It seems like you are just not who he pictures topping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, uh, it doesn't have anything to necessarily do with being attracted to you or not. He just may not see you as somebody that he wants to climb on. You know right. what I mean? So, I think you got to kind of just accept that and make peace with that. This nigga has already done told you. You might as well go and fuck somebody else if that's what you want. Which, lets, I mean, couldn't be clearer. Yeah. He's not doing it, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is not doing it. He doesn't want it from you. Um, which begs the question why y'all even bothered labeling yourselves when you started off anyway you know you could just simply have sex and see where it goes
2: yeah and you've mentioned that um oh god what did he say like this the, the gender to, roles or yes. whatever in the relationship I was holding him back or they're an issue for him which is the other thing I was going to point out like it's really important that those of us in same gender relationships let go of this I'm the boy you're the girl shit and I fully get it as a woman who is completely femme and exclusively dates masculine people I fully get that yeah but the, the simple fact of the matter is that neither one of us is the girl or the boy. That's we are just, both just ourselves yep. in this situation. And even straight people don't have to adhere to whatever bullshit stereotypes that, you know, exist for their relationships. It's so,
0: archaic and dumb. And, right.
2: And... It's
0: like, <laughs> being gay, queer, whatever it is that you want to call it, I would like to say gives us the opportunity to rise above it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, if no one else, should right. be able to just... Yeah, meet we should and speak, but we have our own shit in the middle that keeps us
2: from that. We really super that. So I think couples therapy could be really beneficial here for the two of you to try to figure out what's at the root of this. I only want a bottom. I never want to top my man for him, and then for you. Like I thought I was mostly a top, but then you don't be giving me the dick so then I want it. Like I think a therapist can help y'all unpack the reasons behind some of that. Uh, But I don't think that the suggestion like him saying to me, the fact that he said you need to find somebody else to fuck you means to me that that man is not verse. He is literally never wanting to put his dick inside. Or like I
0: said, he is not ever going to be verse for
2: you. Right. Right. It's something like that. But. So again, I think couples counseling here is really effective because it can help y'all decide if you even still want to be together. Five years is a long time, mm-hmm. especially for homosexual relationships. And you, y'all may have just outgrown each other. Y'all may be in two different places in life. But if that's not the case and both of you are still totally committed to the relationship, then y'all need to figure out why you have these hangups that don't really mean anything. They don't mean
3: anything.
0: They
2: don't mean anything, but they are keeping y'all from enjoying one another intimately. So. A therapy, a therapist would be hugely beneficial. Either. And people definitely, as time goes on,
0: as they get older and things like that, their preferences and their kinks and desires can shift and change and go back and come this way again and da. And that's just a part of life. Um, so as it is clear to me, you are not a ninety-five percent. <laughs> 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 nope. you know if you ever were you are not in this situation that's right and he is not fully versed so you might as well just throw both of those labels right on you know over your shoulder out the window behind you and stand up in where you're at right now which is you want dick from this nigga he's not going to give it to you yep. i would assume that he is though fine with getting dick from you right so like Crystal is saying there are people that you can talk to about that or you might want to think about you know having um threesomes or foursomes or bringing other people into oh the situation Lord. to <laughs> you know satisfy other things
2: yeah a lot of us are just hopelessly um what's it called when you're not polyamorous monoamorous monogamous monogamous <laughs> <laughs> i feel like mono amorous should work but it's fine mm-hmm. some of us are just like fully stuck on being monogamous and we'll never be able to evolve past that which is truly fair. a shame right it is It is fair
0: don't sound like your nigger
2: is but it's unfortunate for us and right i don't even necessarily think he wants you to have a relationship with somebody else as as much as he's trying to convey to you that he's not finna fuck it's you
0: it's not I'm gonna do it. Right. You had so, only a little jock strap in his lap. And he was and like he kindly was like, no, thanks. You could go put some sis, Tims on and that would be great. Paco <laughs> jeans in your closet? Then let's do that. We're not
2: gonna sit around doing each other's toenails and talking okay. about boys. Uh, not <laughs> We're not doing it,
0: friends. I don't want any of that. <laughs> so,
2: if you know somebody who knows somebody, maybe we yeah, you know. Perhaps, but this here that you're giving is not it. We're not so. doing that. Um, yeah, I don't know that I have any other advice for y'all, but best of luck in figuring things out. And I hope that it's a situation where you both are fully invested in the relationship and willing to do what it takes to make it work. And also, if y'all are in a place where you're just two different people and it's not going to work, that y'all are able to split without a bunch of drama and bullshit.
0: Absolutely. I mean, at the very least.
2: Woo, Chile.
0: Um... You just got to sort of understand where everybody is right now and what you're you're with and what you're not with.
2: Definitely. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of y'all's absolute bullshit. Hallelujah. Hey, y'all. There's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash The Read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away.
0: So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts we're back and it is now time for more letters
2: <laughs> that is true continue to send your questions to asktherita to gmail.com we're gonna pick right back up with um i need a just a generic name Bugina. Bugina says i have this friend who recently ghosted me out of the blue me and this person have been friends for two years and we've never had any real issues or fallings out. We would talk multiple times a week at length about everything without any pauses in the conversation. We discussed our goals, fears, triumphs, etc. Well, over the time that we've known each other, my friend was going through a rough patch in their life. He was <coughs> trying to find themselves. They still lived in their hometown, worked a nine to five, did nothing else and was feeling un- was feeling stagnant and unhappy because I love to see my friends grow. I spent countless conversations over months coaching them and putting a bug in their ear that maybe they needed a fresh start in a new city. From there, I helped them put the plan in motion to relocate. After they relocated, <laughs> <do you> <laughs> right when I read that part, I was like, I literally did bully him <laughs> into moving to New York.
0: I did do that. Pick a date. You don't just say fall. <laughs> That's not how moving works. God damn. When? When is the
2: date? Anyway... I did do that You <laughs> so they relocate and they're actually loving the new city and seem so much more eager about getting out to meet new people and further pursue their dreams not you you were very interested in staying home Oh yeah. it also helps that they had friends in the new city but as the months have gone on I've noticed that our conversations become less and it seems like every time we get on the phone my friend would be short with me or sometimes have an attitude unprovoked oh, I had girl. to check them on it a couple of times but didn't want to make a big deal out of it months later when I went to visit they had other friends staying with them briefly and even an absurd their interactions with the other friends my friend joked and entertained the others way more than they did me uh, now I'm not one to try and monopolize friendships and I was genuinely happy for them but I felt the discrepancy all the while I've done nothing but support this person and we've never had any significant arguments or fights since heading back home after the trip I have not heard from this person I asked them if there was something I did wrong and they said no I haven't fucked their boyfriend called their mama out her name etc I'm at a loss right the, the things that really matter i'm at a loss and to be frank my feelings are a little hurt because i take friendships very seriously i understand people grow apart but damn it's fucked up to ghost on somebody who's done nothing but support you as a friend have you guys ever encountered this should i cut this person out my life for good if they try to reach out sincerely bugina yes great
0: girl um they didn't say their age did not okay um but i'm gonna guess mid-20s right that's what kind of what i was thinking and i i don't really like to assume that it's just like an inherent human thing that you have a revelation at certain ages because i don't think it's people i hear 50s and 60s yeah. still hot ass 16 yeah, no. year old mess they
2: drank them revelations right away right <laughs> so <laughs> they never got the memo
0: but what I will say is I have experienced things like this before, as well as um, been on the other side where I've had friends, um, you know, say that I've been distant and things like that. Um, and... It's always about conversation. I don't even think that you can really call a friend a friend if you're not willing to have really uncomfortable conversations about the status yeah. of your relationship with them. Like, you should be able to sit down and be like, you did this and it pissed me off. You did this and it really hurt my fucking feelings. You did this and I don't get it. Or I was really upset about blank. If you can't do that type of shit and, and be real with one another, then I don't even know if you're friends. Right. But. It's true. As far as this is concerned to me, yeah, people do grow apart sometimes and there isn't always an explanation. There isn't always an easy answer Mm -hmm. or a specific thing that it's attributed to that you can be like, oh, well, this is why we're not as close as we used to be. Sometimes it's literally just like a spiritual thing that just happens and people drift into different uh, directions and there's nothing that you can really explain Mm -hmm. it through or explain about it. And it's not necessarily your responsibility or business to get into this person's head and wonder why they don't fuck with you like they used to. Yeah, You can confront them and I would. And just so that at the very least I can say that, you know, via myself, mm-hmm. how I feel about this situation and why I'm hurt and <coughs> go from there. You know what I mean? And if they're. If there's improvement, if things change for the better, great. But Mm -hmm. if things remain the same, then I would just say like, you know, you drift apart and that's just that's that yeah. happens with family. It, it happens does. with people you date. It happens with friends. It, it's it's not a thing that I always has like an answer that you can write down. All you can really do is just acknowledge that it happens and it doesn't um really have anything to do with your worth or value and just do yeah. what you gotta
2: do for yourself. So I just want to say that ghosting is what happens when somebody completely stops communicating with you yeah and that is not what happened here this person doesn't call you or maybe initiate conversation but when you reached out and asked if you did something wrong they said no so it's not like you're being ghosted here what i think is happening is that your friend was in a really low place when y'all first started becoming friends and thanks to your help they feel a lot better Which is great. But that also means they now have more energy for work. They have more energy for other people in their life, for their own hobbies. And so everything can't be revolved around you anymore like it once was. Right. So I think because y'all, especially because y'all live in different cities, I would chalk this up to as I would chalk this up to my friend is feeling a lot better emotionally. This nigga is way less depressed, doing more things, having fun at work, you know, and I am happy for you. And I would file that friendship in the appropriate place. Right. More like, you know, when we talk, we're cool, everything's good. But it's also, you know, it's very unfair to assume that you will be the one to keep up the friendship. Yeah. If this nigga never calls you or texts you, then you have every right to not call or text them either. You know, friendship is a two way street. That is something my mama had to drill in my head because I was so bad about like not calling friends, not doing you know not initiating not asking people do you want to come over and play or yeah. whatever I was really bad about that because I was like if they want to play with me they'll call me yep. and if they don't then they won't but it's, that's not the case they're they thinking the same thing about you.
0: I was number one <laughs> for seeing these bitches down at the Falls or fucking Cutleridge Ridge Mall <laughs> and I'm not there and it's like but <laughs> how dare y'all I was not invited <laughs> and I feel wait, like, no
2: invite to question i don't ever yeah. hear
0: nothing from you. <laughs> i invite you before. a million times but yeah you never come so <laughs>
2: friendship is not a state of being it is an active thing that you do to to remain in relationship with one another just like every other relationship right. that exists and so i don't again i don't think this person has gone ghost on you you said you understand that people grow apart but i think you're having a hard time accepting that y'all have grown apart yep And so if this person reaches out, I wouldn't cut them out for good. I would say I would say in in a way that does not blame them. I would say I felt like after you moved, I meant less to you and our relationship, our friendship mattered less to you. And so I didn't want to continue to reach out because I felt like you weren't, you know, reciprocating that energy. And then hopefully y'all can have a mature conversation about it and still remain friends or whatever. But I don't think this is a thing. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Like, obviously, I don't know you, but I think a lot of this has to do with you and your own history, your own trauma and that sort of thing. Like the fact that you are taking it this hard. I think has something to do with your own history, your own background, the things that you've gone through. Because again, for me, it was like, if all my little friends was at a sleepover or whatever, which, oh God, never happened. I probably would have thrown myself off the roof. But if all my little church friends was at a sleepover and I wasn't there, but also I never made any effort to reach out. I never answered the phone when they called. I never, you know, talked to them after Sunday school or whatever. Then, You know, you just kind of have to, you kind of have to take it. This is part of growing up. You have to understand that people all, we all have our own shit. We all have our own trauma. We all have our own mess that we are constantly fighting against in order to be good, decent, productive people. Wait till
0: one of y'all, you know, got kids or... or... So,
2: and watch the communication cease, okay? (laughs) Listen, I have friends who have had... So many kids, my God, them niggas have a whole nursery worth of children. And your relationship just changes because it has to. Your friend sounds like he's in or they are in a much better place in life. And so I would try to focus on being happy for him that he now is or they. God damn. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep doing that, but I would just try to be happy for this person. I know you said you were doing it, but... I wouldn't take it as I did something wrong therefore we're not talking no right. more. Right. Because and I feel like somebody throughout your childhood made you feel like they could withhold affection it's or withhold possible. conversation if they felt like you didn't do something right. I'm just guessing here.
0: It's also just like a super regular trait of a lot of people to be in positions like this and feel yeah. um, not necessarily belittled but feel insignificant maybe and, yeah. or or feel as though like, oh well what is it that I did? Is this person upset with me? And a lot of times it really it got nothing yeah. to do with you. At all. Yeah. So don't make any assumptions because they're absolutely not going to help you in any way, shape or form. But just have the conversation and be willing to just understand that this is a part of life sometimes you don't really have the connection that you used to especially if you don't live in the same city yeah so
2: focus on how much happier and at peace this person is as opposed to when they were calling you every day and y'all was on the phone for hours every day right commiserate like this is a whole new person right and maybe you miss your buddy to vent about you know depressing shit with in which case, there are plenty of other friends who love to talk about morbid, terrible things or, you know, feelings and all that other bullshit. There's that, there's therapy, there's journaling, um, you know, all that sort of thing. But I don't think this this person is necessarily being malicious and trying to cut you out.
0: Yeah, it is not, that's not what it sounds like.
2: Yeah, so just try to be understanding and then think about your own life, your own history and how that might be informing the way that you're looking at this situation. Right. And good luck to you. Um cuz
0: like maybe I have have friends that I've feel like I've drifted away mm-hmm. and I I still feel like if I were to see any of them today, I'd hug them. It would be like the last time I saw them and things like, like I don't have any sort of ill will to Mm -hmm. people that we've just sort of grown separate. It's just life. And like, I wish you the best. And if we see each other, hopefully it's all good.
2: My best friend in high school, you know, we stayed friends after high school. And even though we only saw each other, like during the summers or whatever, lived in different cities and then she had a baby and, you know things got even more strained and then she kept making these decisions where i was like oh my god bitch you're getting on my nerves and all that sort of thing to the point where we just kind of naturally stopped speaking Mm -hmm. to one another but that bitch could walk in here right now and i would be like oh my god right? (laughs) that's my bitch because you you just realize as you age that everything can't be forever some shit is just for a season and you can enjoy that season and, and let it go. Especially
0: when you talk about people you've been connected with in like high school, middle school, college and stuff like that where you all kind of have the same sort of oh, yeah. experiences and That's environment. Right. You yep. know what I'm saying? You all got homework. You probably got a lot of the same <laughs> teachers and <laughs> right. shit like that. A lot of your behavior and interests <laughs> and in the places that you go and hang out and stuff is very the same. Yes. And as you get older and you have your own individual responsibilities and stuff like that, it changes, but... Good luck to you. All right, so this letter comes from Carolina. It says, "Did dear Kid Fury and Crystal, <laughs> my family and I watched *Acrimon* yesterday, and God we were all it. in our feels about it. The premise of the movie wasn't that bad, but that ending was." out of left field? Ridiculous. Plus, the way it was shot was so lazy, I couldn't believe it wasn't straight to video. We didn't entirely love it, but it did cause us to have a giant discussion on whether Robert was a fuckboy or not. Niggas. Robert was the, the husband. husband, love interest oh, of yeah, Tar- I know. Taraji's character. Well, I know. Just for people who may not have seen it. <laughs> I mean, he did take her money, cheat on her, leave her offending for him uh, for years and basically fucked up her sister's business out of his selfishness. But at the same time, he did pay her back everything that he took, but her mom's house back and gave her a heartfelt apology the man in my family of course said he wasn't because he got she got 10 million dollars so why is she still mad (laughs) the women said she sacrificed her time and he owes her way more than that for it oh lord Uh, my sister said she wanted she just Wanted her man back, since she listened to her sisters and regretted. Mm. I understand this because my mother is kind of like Taraji's character was at the end. Like, wait to read your mama, right? My, mo- <laughs> like, if Just you've seen off. it, fuck. <laughs> my mother, like, is your mother some sort of fucking superpower? fish mutant woman. <laughs> like, right? Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to my mom. but it's right. I understand this because okay, yes, my mother divorced my father to get his attention, fought him for two years on it, willingly took nothing from the marriage when it was finalized, only to come back bitter years later, fighting him for the little he does have because he happily moved on with a new wife. What do you guys think? Is Robert Woo! solely to blame since he did cause all of it, or is Taraji's character just nuts? I know y'all rightfully shit on the movie for its laziness it's so but bad. I'd love to hear more so on bad. the dynamic I'd love to hear more on the dynamic between the characters from you thanks so much Carolina P.S. I can see what you mean by how she got back on the boat <laughs> but, what, but what if it was one of those horror movie the bad guy is suddenly behind you type of things or just more lazily done was there a ladder to get back on my fiance said she levitated <laughs> it went from drama to horror real quick
2: it went from drama to comedy real quick. She <laughs> she airdropped herself back onto that boat. Simply
0: levitated from the ocean <laughs> and walked on water and stepped back on the boat.
2: Oh God. Somebody emailed us months ago and said, as gamers, y'all should know that Taraji simply loaded from a previous save point. <laughs> and I was like, I'm mad that I'm such a nerd that I get this.
3: That is one of the funniest things I've ever
2: So this is actually part of my critique of this movie, because I feel like Tyler Perry deliberately did this. Yes. Made it to where you could not be mad, quote unquote, at the man no more. And Taraji was just crazy. That's exactly
0: what I was going to say. This is
2: like my biggest issue, actually, despite the horrible script and the terrible effects (laughs) and the green screen and all that.
3: And contact.
2: Right. All of it. Like, why didn't y'all just hire a girl? Why didn't you just (laughs) hire a girl who had Taraji's eyes? Who had Taraji's eyes. eyes? (laughs) I don't get it. But anyway, anyway, I think your family, the, the right answer is somewhere in the middle. Yes. Robert more than made up for the financial issues that he caused his wife. What was the character's name? Taraji's well, name? Oh, who knows? Beautiful. We'll call Taraji. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, he definitely paid back the money and then some. However, there is no amount of money you can give me that will compensate for the fact that I wasted my youth on you. Yeah. Now, that's not his fault because you fully chose to be there. You chose to be there. You chose to invest your time. You did eventually leave that nigga. At first it was a good decision. Then it wasn't. And I can even understand how a woman who put in all that time and effort with a man only for him to hit it big and then not be with her no more. I can see how that would sting.
0: Yeah, like I I feel like I said this when I talked about it before, but it feels like somebody listened to Ring the Alarm and then tried to make a movie (laughs) about it. (laughs) it's <laughs> like the whole shit is about like no you're not about to take your like yeah. wonderful come up life how dare and all you name the shit? boat after your new bitch right. Right. like we're not doing
3: that
2: but however like you know stalking them and, and trying to murder them both was not the move either girl like, throwing that is them the, the people <laughs> who work on the boat off, off the, the side of the fucking, boat like what <laughs> and right. then this man talking about talking to his new wife like no baby go save the crew Go save the crew. And she legit got into the <laughs> damn
0: lifeboat or whatever to go and get them niggas. To
2: go row out on Tyler Perry's fake ocean. <laughs> on the
0: boat that was apparently still moving. However, Taraji was still able
2: to just come uh, up anyway. The movie was bad. But I will say this. If you're caught in a real-life acrimony situation, the, the real truth or the real fairness of the matter is somewhere in the middle. Yes. You kind of have to take... You kind of have to take accountability for the fact that you chose to spend so much time and money with this motherfucker. Right. But you can also say, I am luckier than 99.999% of bitches <laughs> in that I got compensated for my shit. I
0: got a big, big bag. That's right. <laughs> from this nigga anyway. That's what I'm saying. And and you're so right, because like I was going to say, I feel like it was intentional the way that they handled this dark-skinned nigga character yeah, in right. the Tyler Perry Exactly. Movie. When that nigga get, like, gave her that $10 million in a real-ass apology and was like one. naming the ways he yeah. was wrong bought the lady's mama's house back like did everything i could possibly think to make up for it only for her to go off the deep end and try to kill these niggas Mm -hmm. so it was clear that the whole story was about the fact that she was went crazy because this nigga was successful anyway although she Mm -hmm. had all of this negative
2: because i feel like most people Oh, Lord. Say it. You give me a check for $10 million, I will forget literally anything and everything you did to me. We ju- like... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you, like, I
0: know people who have gone through worse with niggas who didn't get a happy meal. That's right. Like...
2: Not a damn thing. Not
0: a goddamn thing. No chocolate bread from Cheesecake Factory. Mm, none of that. nigga. you didn't get a Doritos Los Tacos. Nope. Nothing from this nigga. $10 million, My mama's house... And acknowledging that you wasn't shit. Right. Let, nigga, do you need a flower girl at the wedding? What you Listen, need? Listen, only thing because was I'm missing happy.
2: only thing was missing was like ten percent of the, you know, stake and whatever that battery, battery was worth. The same battery which you know, the whole thing was that it runs on its own energy, but yet he shut your house's electricity Somehow he down. he burned out
0: the power. It,
2: but like, why was it even drawing power from your house if the whole thing is that it runs on its own?
0: And was that like a full time response? You couldn't work right. part
2: time? In- and I just felt like after he gave her that check, Robert gave Taraji that check, it turned from an a story that could have been redeemed to one that couldn't because Tyler Perry, God bless his heart, is so lazy when it comes to talking about mental illness and that sort of thing and I think it was supposed to be about the fact that, which if you pay attention to this horrible script, there are several signs throughout the movie that Taraji's character is mentally ill Yeah. but it's constantly written off as, well this man is such a stress and he's such garbage that who wouldn't feel this way? Right. So then after she gets the check and she doesn't have a, a reason to blame 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 him no more than it's like oh I'm just crazy
0: and I'm doing tribal dances (laughs) in the house and smoking in the dark
2: and sneaking past my brothers my mother's in law and (laughs) sisters it's just like I may have to agree with the
0: niggas in your family because it's like in this particular story Mm -hmm. I feel as but this story is not
2: real life of course it is it's not indicative of what would happen in real life a 10 million dollar check to a regular everyday ass call center bitch still being salty
0: Um, as you mentioned, like your mama, I guess was. Right. That. I can't understand. And I feel like the women or whoever was feeling that way in your fam or in your group. Yeah. That makes sense because yes, outside of possibly getting a check and stuff like that, you could feel like, well, damn, like I spent, you know, 25 years with you and you would not yeah. fucking shit. And then as soon as you make it big and you're a fucking billionaire, now all of a sudden yes. you were this Instagram bitch and you want to give me an apology like I I can understand still feeling salty about it. Personally, I would take my 10 million big ones. Okay. To <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's right like Dubai and all of the but wherever it is that yeah. I want to go and shake my ass like nigga I'm dapping you up I'm trying to tell you if yes. you need a ring
2: bearer at your new wedding yep. I'm present but that's me listen soon as your 10 million dollar check clears <laughs> I'm deleting your number out of my phone
0: I never knew you and I'm
2: going <laughs> like, You're you never got to hear about me a game yes, because if you're smart about it ten million dollars is I quit my job and I'm never working again money so again I felt like it was Tyler Perry's way of like making the woman justified but then even still managing to make her the problem in the movie it was the worst way to which get is a something psychological something he does thriller. all the time he yes. does that all the time so yeah. so yes, and in, this, in the case movie.
0: of of Robert and whoever Taraji was called, <laughs> no, because I don't think that it, it makes you know rightful sense for you to go and, and murder this nigga and his whole family or whatever. The yeah, fuck because no, it doesn't. Of whatever Taraji was going through, Melinda, do, Melinda, that's right. But I do understand being frustrated. Yeah, that on this side and that side and whatever.
2: Right. Yeah, I get it.
0: it's just (laughs) this movie.
2: (laughs) And then she goes, well, my mother does kind of act like Tarashi at the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Murder. I bet your mama didn't get no $10 million check. Hello? She probably didn't even get no $10,000 check.
0: That's when you do want to blow up somebody's boat.
2: Okay. (laughs) I bet somebody put your mama through hell over and over again and she didn't get nothing out of it but a lesson. You... Wouldn't even pull
0: into a goddamn shell gas station and just fill the tank. Up.
2: Of course, I want you to
0: die.
3: Please.
0: Well, that's it. What's yours?
2: Okay. This next question is from Ashley, who says, you can use my name since it's top five most common names in the world. True. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Even boys are named Ashley. A brother. Sure. Leslie and Stacy and all that but anyway I recently started online therapy because I couldn't find any therapists in my city who were taking new clients and I couldn't be bothered to wait months for an appointment I've never been much of a talker or someone who acknowledges my feelings so I'm having trouble initiating discussions with my therapist. It usually takes me months if not years to fully trust someone especially when I'm only seeing them face to face once a week on Skype. Crystal I remember hearing you say that you started out on Talkspace and that helped you move on to in-person therapy so I was wondering if the two of you had any advice for someone who is just starting out in the therapy process i'm also finding it hard to tell my family and friends about it because i don't want to be viewed as crazy ungrateful or be told to pray about it how long did you wait before telling your family about therapy and how were you able to deal with everyone's reaction love the show thanks ashley um
0: well i don't think that it took too long for me to tell my parents that i was in therapy however i did see a psychiatrist twice when I was around the age of 16. I feel like I've talked about this on the show before. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think that it would be, you know, a huge surprise that I was seeking therapy on my own. Um, And as far as like their opinions on it or whatever, they were mostly supportive, but they had a lot of misconceptions about stuff. They had uh, concerns about things they didn't need to be concerned about. And luckily, as I've said, um, my doctor was very clear with me, not even mm-hmm. for the purpose of going and sharing with, th- th- sharing this with people who had questions, yeah. but just for my own sanity. Cause I did also feel like, uh, you know, I felt vulnerable and weak and crazy and all of these things for going to therapy at the beginning. Yep. So I really needed to hear a lot of the information that was given to me for myself anyway. But what that allowed me to do was, uh, basically give a rebuttal to anything that was thrown in my way. You know, anytime my mother would say, you know, she had concerns about me taking medication because this and this and that happened and I had an answer for this and this and that and all of this other stuff. So I feel like I was, um, luckily enough, prepared to be able to have the conversation uh, with people who had whatever the fuck to say. But you should be seeing somebody who is going to empathize with you who's going to at least try to have a real connection with Mm -hmm. you and who was going to really educate you on all of the stuff that's going on in your brain and your chemicals and whatnot yep so uh at least for me anyway that was the best way for me to feel at ease yeah. about the whole process of therapy and the process of medication and, and being depressed, having anxiety. Now, it's just like, you know, any other condition to me in terms of discussing it and shit like that. Yeah. But also, I don't know. I feel like I, you know, <laughs> knowing that I live away from home, my family live in a whole other state. This is my immediate family. Right. Right and i'm responsible for myself i didn't really see uh the worst in being like so i'm seeing a therapist because i feel like shit (laughs) right um, right they got me taking these pills and blah 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 like what do you even if you disagree or you're so upset about it all that's gonna happen is we hang up
3: (laughs) and i
2: go back to my
0: life so
3: i don't know
2: well i will say this when i first the very first time I went to therapy, I was in my 20s. Me and my first girlfriend had broken up and I was not taking it well. Right. So I had a white lady therapist that I found through my insurance and she basically got me got me back on the I don't want to kill myself road. You know, yeah. basically, that's where that went. So when I started talking to my talk space therapist, it was right after a very traumatic event. And I just knew that I. Is that your phone?
0: I don't know. I didn't hear anything. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking
2: about. Hmm, Okay, so (laughs) when I started, it was like coming from a place of I already know how beneficial therapy can be. And I really, really fucking need some now Yeah, because I need somebody to help me figure out not necessarily why this happened, but why I stayed in this position and why I keep choosing this kind of person. Right. So. So it helps a lot, but I also totally understand when you're like, it takes me months or years to trust somebody with my shit. But that is the beautiful thing about therapists. You don't have to wait a long time to make sure they're not going to throw your shit back in your face or go tell your friends or family or whatever, because they literally legally are not allowed to do that. Like they have to. And especially if you find a good therapist, which I am sure all of the ones on Talkspace are, but When you are talking to a truly qualified mental health professional, they want you to feel better. They want you to be able to process your shit. And so being able to just be vulnerable and spit it out, Like for me, it was a lot easier to type out what happened than for me to get on on Skype with that lady and tell Uh, her what happened. Right, It was a lot easier for me to type it all out because like, girl, I might not be able to say to you out loud why I did these things. So I think that really helps when you look at it as, you know, this is a doctor. And would you would you wait years to tell a doctor just because he was a new doctor that you had like a lump on your clitoris? No, you would not. (laughs) You would be like, hey, doc, let's check my blood pressure and, you know, heart rate and all that. And then let's look at this boil on my clitoris. You would you would do that. You would mention your issues.
0: I'm going to name the episode Clip Boil.
2: Great. (laughs) Great. So. So I think you should look at it like that. This is a doctor, probably. But even if not a doctor, this is a qualified mental health professional. This is what they're here to do. They can't fix your shit or help you. They can't fix it at all, but they can't help you fix your shit. If you're not willing to tell them what your shit is. Right. If you're not willing to say I'm struggling with a, B and C, then, you know, there's only so much your therapist can do for you. As far as telling family, they figured it out. I didn't tell them when I started, But when I kept going to therapy and it changed so much about the way I see myself and the way I treat myself when I went home and had these conversations, you know, with my mama and my aunties about my dad or my brother and all that like talking to my brother about my daddy's bullshit and all this other shit. It just came up automatically because it's otherwise it's like, well, where the fuck did you get all this from? You know, like when did you turn into this independent ass bad bitch who advocates for herself? Yes, girl, it happened in therapy. And so, and so once I was comfortable with talking about the shit I had been through and confronting my family about it, that's when I was comfortable with saying I've been in therapy. I don't think you have to tell them automatically It might be the sort of thing where you feel like you need to protect yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you've been in therapy long enough, you'll know that it's okay to talk to your family about it. Because number one, you will just do it. You won't particularly give a shit. And number two, caring about their reaction only extends to, I need to know about your reaction so that I can decide how I best need to advocate for myself.
0: It's almost like... Learning a trade or, or just, you know, I don't know, taking an art class or something. It's just like you're literally practicing how to take care, take better care of yourself. Exactly. And after a while, you just, it becomes second nature, some yep. of the decisions you make and some of the things you don't do anymore and whatnot. And I think that is definitely the place where you will find it easier to communicate with people around you about your experiences with it definitely and and accept without any feeling, whatever. Because another thing that like early on for me, I don't know if this is bad or not, but I used to think to myself, when I would judge like, oh, this lady's going to think that I'm, you know, the worst or I'm so weird or whatever, I would think to myself, okay, well, she's also like a trained, licensed psychiatrist This lady might have clients that fucking think they're werewolves and climb skyscrapers with their bare hands. Oh, Lord God. (laughs) I would think to myself, like, what is the worst that I I could possibly say to this thing? I haven't killed anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't assaulted anyone. I don't have any bodies buried underneath my floorboard. So what is it that I could possibly say to this lady that would make her, like, You know, hang up on my face or something or kick me out of her office or whatever. So, yeah, you just get trained. You get used to treating yourself better and responding to things better and sort of understanding what it is you're dealing with the more you get into it. But it's supposed to be
3: difficult.
2: That's so true. Because when I first started therapy, I could not. The things I told my therapist, like we worked through my immediate trauma. And then after we did that, which took the better part of a year, I realized I had so many more goddamn issues. And at no point before then was I ready to talk to my family about that because so many of my issues revolved around them niggas. Mm. And so I think you just have to get to the point where you feel like it's okay for you to confront your family, specifically your parents, because a lot of us have been drilled, you know, For all of our lives, this whole respect your mom and daddy, no matter what, honor your mother and father, you know, no matter what abuse they put on you type of bullshit. And when you get to the place where you're like, you know who really matters? Eight-year-old me that got done wrong a billion times, then that just matters less. But it won't matter less unless you continue with therapy and you're honest with your therapist about what you're really going through. So best of luck to you, my dear. Do you want to do another one? Sure.
0: I have one that says, <clears throat> dear Crystal and Kid Furry. It does say furry. I know it does. So, you, yeah.
2: I, I skip the ones that misspell our names. That's
0: right. So, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my man and I have been together for over a year and I love him. We have no problems outside the usual couple things but he is really great about keeping a cool head and talking things out we really only have one problem he is fat phobic and doesn't even know it I am a curvy delicious thick size 18 (laughs) goddess I have luscious hips succulent titties and a fat ass that I love he's the first one to say how much he loves my curves and tell me how perfect my body is he uplifts me all the time with his words and his actions but when we see a fat person on the street or on TV he's the first one to have a negative comment about their body and comments about them being lazy. Or eating horrible food, and worst of all, he totally discounts the body positive movement as enabling fat people. Oh God. None of this makes a switch. It's just like
2: that's so stupid. I just ugh. Does the does the never mind. Keep, right. going, keep going none
0: of this makes sense to me because I'm not even the first plus size girl he's dated I figured a man who loves a fat girl would uplift other diverse bodies when he says disparaging things about fat people or the body positive movement I get in my feelings I don't see much difference between my body and the bodies of the people he is so that's negative right. towards
2: that's right
0: also the body positive movement has helped me change my life and love my body when I bring this up to him he says that my body is not like those people oh, because God. I work out and eat healthy as much as possible he says he doesn't understand why I need body positive body positivity because I should have never allowed society to make me feel bad about my body in the first place. He just doesn't get it. Am I in break up with him territory or is this something I can keep working on with him? My skinny friends think that because he loves my body, I'm good. But all my fat friends said I should run. Listen. What do you think?
2: Guys?
0: <laughs> Love you, the fat fabulous goddess.
2: Did she say how long they've been together?
0: Um, Over a year.
2: Okay. So the thing is, fat phobic partners can be redeemed. They can be rehabilitated, but You have to be willing to put in the work and that can be really difficult to do and really upsetting because like you said, the comments he makes about fat people, even though he doesn't mean them towards you, you have that same body. So he is still talking about you. And ultimately, oh God, I need to get a fat activist on this show. Somebody who doesn't have me blocked. (laughs) The girls don't like me, but I need to find a fat activist in New York City to come be on this show and talk about this with us because... I have personally been researching not just body positivity, but fat acceptance, which is what body positivity was born of. Yeah. And. So many people feel the way your boyfriend does, where it's Mm -hmm. it's okay if you're bigger than a size 12 or 14 because you exercise every day and you eat vegetables all the time and you only eat cake, you know, once a month. And so it's fine, you know. But the thing is, everybody deserves human respect and decency regardless of their body or why their (laughs) body looks the way it does. Some people are just naturally fat. They were born fat. They were fat kids, fat teenagers, fat adults, and they'll die fat Some people gained a lot of weight in college and never managed to take it off. Some people had kids, never lost weight. Some people were depressed. Ate and drank their way through life, gained weight, and it is what it is. But it doesn't matter why your body looks the way it does, you still deserve the same respect that everybody else deserves.
0: I was watching, um, I spent a lot of time on YouTube looking at clips and my favorite web shows and whatever. And somehow, I don't know what I was watching. Oh, probably MMA clips, honestly. Now that I think oh, about what? it, a <laughs> clip from Joe Rogan's podcast popped up on like oh, my Lord. recommended on YouTube. And I don't really know anything about about Joe Rogan besides the fact that he used to host Fear Factor and like commentates on MMA stuff. That's the only I, way I know his stand name. Up. Yeah. So it was about him commenting on this fat girl that was on the cover of Cosmopolitan like a plus size model. I don't remember what her name was. But he and whoever was on the podcast with him at the time were just talking about body positivity as being basically everything that your boyfriend just said and it right. being fake. Probably like Tess Holiday. <clears throat> right. So the thing about it that it was like first of all what the fuck is this lady's body or anybody else's fat body that mm-hmm. they love have the fucking do with you god damn nothing, nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing but aside from that it was just like the way like the tone in which they're speaking mm-hmm. is not a way that's like that's even like I'm concerned about your health as much as it is like demeaning like you're a fat person yep. and you're eating because you hate yourself and all of this other assuming shit yeah that is is the like That is why right. people have a body positivity movement. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck people are going through. And like you said, some people fat when they kids. Some people mm-hmm. grew up in households where there are- Hormonal
2: di- disorders. It could be any fucking thing. You don't fucking know. So just shut your ass. Yeah. You could just shut mm-hmm. your ass. That fat person's health could be better than yours, but also it could not. And either way, it don't matter because they deserve the same dignity. That's I mean- When people are sick, you know what I'm not even gonna make the other comparisons to like what y'all do to cancer patients or whatever because the what it really boils down to the black ass bottom line is that people deserve respect regardless of how you feel about their bodies and most people are fat phobic to some degree it is true but that doesn't mean that their feelings about fat bodies have to be your feelings about fat bodies especially your own so if you feel like it's worth the emotional investment to try to get your boyfriend to understand why Talking about fat people in general also hurts you then do that but if you feel like I don't have the time or energy for that then leave that nigga like I have I've actually gone through this before not necessarily with regards to like body size or weight because I've been all over the place many times in my life and I'm sure I will again but I used to have really bad skin like really bad acne when I was a teenager and went on Accutane twice as in addition to every other acne drug out there and so once my skin kind of started looking like everybody else's I would occasionally be careless and make fun of people who had said something ignorant or dumb or mean by making fun of their skin and then one day a friend like a mutual friend commented on whatever picture that I had posted or commented on and was like I just want to say that it really hurts me when y'all make fun of somebody for being stupid or whatever and talking about how bad their skin is, because my skin is also bad and I didn't do nothing about that. You know, like it's not my fault or whatever. And I'm very sensitive about it. And I remember being very sensitive about my own skin. Right. But it's just, you know, it's human nature that sometimes we forget those things and we can inflict that same hurt on other people. And since that day, I have not made fun of people for being stupid by pointing out their bad skin. It's kind of like with Donald Trump. Everybody loves making fat jokes about Donald Trump. And I will not defend Donald Trump in any situation. But if somebody is saying I made this fat joke about you know, Donald Trump and I stand by it because he's a fat ass piece of shit and terrible. He is a piece of shit and he is terrible, but it's not because he's fat. And so people who are fat saying, Hey, when you talk about him for being fat or whatever else, it hurts me because I have his same body. Like that is a real thing. You don't have to do anything about it. You don't have to change your language or your approach. But when people you care about are saying these words hurt me, even though you mean to hurt that person, then, I mean, do you really want to hurt your fucking friend or family? Like, I don't. And so that's why I stopped doing that. So I hope you can put it to your boyfriend that way and maybe he can understand it from that point of view. But he also probably has his very own, very deeply held um, fat phobic beliefs that are not going to be easy for him to get rid of. So if at any point he starts making you feel like there's something wrong with your body or if he continues to make these comments like he can think whatever he wants to but if he makes these comments around you especially then I would say to him it ain't too many times you could sit here and make fun of my body type and I'm just gonna sit here and act like you're not doing it like do you want me as your fat ass girlfriend or not nah? Figure it out nigga Because an 18 is On the lower side Of plus size So How about I
0: just don't Figure like it out being an asshole
2: <laughs> Figure it out bitch Right I'm just not into I don't it. like you being A mean terrible person And not I grew attractive. up In a fat phobic household Like most other people did My father was mean Vocally mean When we saw fat people On the street My mother was constantly On a diet Even though she wasn't fat And she would put Like her diets On the refrigerator And shit And I'm like Oh lord This bitch is back On the black coffee And grapefruit diet <laughs> you know like goddamn, mama <laughs> like sis, you're not even fat but anyway the point remains that you don't have to sacrifice your mental health and your well-being for the way your boyfriend feels and if he's not capable of getting on board or if you don't want to extend that energy then get away from that nigga and find somebody who loves you and your body and everything else about you and it's also not shitty to other human beings for their bodies all right Okay, I think that wraps up this um, mailbag portion of the mailbag episode. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back.
1: Keep It is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. If you're really good at it, that is. I've actually met several really good friends through Hinge. I've used it, I can't believe this, over a decade now. Woof, what a life I've had. Well, you know what they've added within a decade of us being on Hinge is their new LGBTQIA plus prompts, which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Hinge prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with Glad. So they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are, the first time I knew I was gay was, mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted (laughs) it. (laughs) Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover. The shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah, or broke the fourth wall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like fleabag other prompts include i feel proudest of who i am when it feels affirming when others blank i connect to my community by i wish i could tell the younger version of myself I'm gonna just say whenever i watch that in a drag race semifinal, <laughs> when they're like if i could talk to my younger self i would say i would be like girl get tighter clothes i mean what's going on <laughs> with what you're wearing you look like you're in the x games other prompts <laughs> include my chosen family is the best at and gender euphoria looks like Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. We're
0: back and it is now time for The Read. It is. So mine isn't really long. Um, I don't even okay. have like an expansive opinion besides right. um, the New York Times is absolutely ridiculous. I'll set
2: the alarm for 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> so uh,
0: the news has been real funny. Um, it's been hilarious
2: I in a tragic way.
0: Have been laughing to keep from crying. Important. Um I don't know what the fuck this nigga in the White House is doing. What he thought that Scrambling. he was doing. Yeah. Um it is an utter shit show. <laughs> With this whole impeachment inquiry, the reason behind it. Uh, the transcript (laughs) the whole thing is garbage
2: the fact that the transcript is their edited cleaned up version and it's still and it's so bad heinous (laughs) it's like bitch where's the uncensored version I can't wait to see the real one because you know this implicates so many people it's really
0: Then this nigga came out and was like, well, let me tell you something. If you had heard what my girl Mike Pence was talking about, she's the one with the real If you would have
2: heard what Bill Barr said, bitch, Mike Pompeo was on that bitch, bitch. And Rudy Giuliani's
0: fucking Oswald Cobblepot fucking ass, Danny DeVito as the penguin looking ass bitch walking around just saying whatever, just saying anything, anything.
2: Oh, Christ the King. So oh, come through, Jesus. <laughs> so
0: my shortened version of this uh, or explanation of what is going on in case you haven't heard. There was a whistleblower that um, let people know that the president mm-hmm. uh, of the United States of America was having conversations with the president of Ukraine, mm-hmm. um, where he clearly talks about withholding money from them. That they More. need uh, in return for possible information about Joe Biden and his yep. son for this election
2: coming up. So this white man's on my nerves. I mean, girl, what? Making it so hard to vote for him if he gets the nomination. Making it so hard. Impossible. So um,
0: the New York Times recently posted an article about the the whistleblower. That was titled, Oh God. The Whistleblower is a CIA officer who was detailed to the White House. Yeah. Oh God. President was already out here talking about what they used to do to spies and what, how they handled treason in the old days and stuff, which to me, I just processed as another one of his many tactics where he sends his stands out to yeah, go and, and hurt people basically. Um, and incite violence. So the fact that the New York Times would print this information Uh, about the whistleblower and basically all but say his goddamn name to me is absurd. And some more than that was their response to it. Which basically was about how they had the right to post it, and how they were trying to help the American people who had answer or who wanted answers mm-hmm. to questions. I even seen someone here who said, um, "This is Michael Schmidt." Much of the criticism of uh, us yesterday came from Obama administration folks
2: oh god the new york times has been you know what never mind this is your read no like they've been fucking up so consistently anyway what the fuck girl
0: are you talking about i know okay so for whatever reason there even still seems to be
2: uh, (laughs) the fact that you were playing with these do rag. (laughs) Yeah, they're straps like, like they're your hair. Yeah, and where did you get the Reed durek I was going to ask.
0: Alex made these, but um, she didn't sell them
2: because I've never seen that. They're
0: not out yet. <laughs> I need them to be. We gotta change something about them. But.
2: I did not know that existed. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs>
0: Great. Um, yes, I mean. I know that there seem to be people, for whatever reason, who have opinions about this whistleblower and whether they did the right or wrong thing. Um, I think the common consensus at least seems to be, I hope, that the whistleblower did what the fuck needed to be done. Uh, I just don't understand these opinions on the other side. Right. There are still Trump supporters out here in our government talking about, oh, this is all based on
2: hearsay. (laughs) Like, We read the transcript. It's not based. I mean, it is hearsay, but we all know it's true. And even if it wasn't, there's a billion other things you could impeach this nigga for. Get out the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get so mad when this comes
0: up. I get so mad. What are y'all talking about? My whole thing was, I just don't even understand why. Like The whistleblower to me... Did what the fuck needed to be done. And there are absolutely like rights that are in place yeah. for these people in these kinds of situations. Right. And you're dealing with a president that clearly, what is it, a Maguire homeboy who took the shit to the White House instead of going to the fucking, uh, going to Congress with the whistleblower complaint? I have is no it idea Joe McGuire? I'm sorry, but
2: <laughs> I have like no idea what you're talking
0: about. Basically, what I'm what I was trying to get into there was that there was already so much cover-up surrounding the director this. of the
2: of the counterterrorism center. Yes, Boom. that is him.
0: There was already so much cover-up in place when this was a like when it became a thing. True, that it's clear. That this whistleblower should be protected. I just feel like, regardless of where you, even like, I don't care how right, left, middle up, down, upper left, east, northwest, Saint, some, Chicago. I don't care where you are. You should be on the same page as everybody the fuck else as it comes to this. So I just feel like the New York Times honestly should suck a dick for that article as well as for their response to that article because it really would be nothing for, in my opinion... This person to be found, hounded, harmed or whatever due to some bullshit like this and the fuck for what? Like, nigga, we need to be powering up together on some Voltron shit, on some Megazord shit to do what the fuck needs to be done. Republican, Democrat, partisan. I don't give a fuck who you are, how you feel, what your color creed and culture is, bitch. Like, this should be... Yeah. This bruised apricot must go. He's got
2: to go, bitch. So what is it going to take? He has got to That's all I, really,
0: I just really wanted to say fuck you to the New York Times because I was like sitting here sincerely laughing at most of the news because I don't... <laughs> when it came out, when it first came out, actually the first time I heard it was when we were in the writer's room and Keisha was saying something. She's made a comment about, well, you know, Trump looked like he might get impeached or something like that. And I, in my head, was like, okay, well, what the fuck did he do today? about today? No, no, this was like two oh, weeks ago. Maybe. Oh, okay. And her last week, I don't remember when it was, but... <laughs> she brought it up when we were in the writer's room at one point and I was like, prepare to go look on, you know, the news and see whatever dumb thing it is that he did or said that we would stop talking about in 24 hours. Right. (laughs) when I got into what it actually was, I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) all right. And I just, I followed update by update. Mm -hmm. Bitch, I was watching all of the clips in the comments from every network, every news anchor. Same. just, Oh, laughing my ass off because I I don't <laughs> on one hand I don't feel like I, anything is going to come from this for real. Like I don't I don't know what to expect anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel helpless to just whatever this country is going to do at any point. Yeah. So I've just been trying to make the best out of it, mm-hmm. by laughing at how shit and ridiculous <laughs> this whole th- fucking situation is but this to me is like all right are are we gonna like are we ever gonna act like we have some sense or or just be respectful like what the fuck time does it need to be for y'all to understand what's at stake here like we're not even talking about somebody who sincerely cares about whatever their their party stands for or anything that has to do with the country. You're talking about somebody who just wants to continue to line his own pockets, do what's best for him and get his nut off by being the president. He don't give a fuck about none of what y'all talk about. Period. So, I'm really like confused. Like this whole shit with them and every other person who has got on TV, radio, Twitter, Instagram anywhere in support of this man and his fuckery. Yeah. I don't see how we're still doing this. Me either. I don't. So, I'm done.
2: It's because white racists are so dedicated to their racism and their xenophobia that nothing else matters. But, like, girl! Girl. Even though most of them are paying more taxes under his bullshit tax plan, they're in danger of losing their health insurance if they haven't already. In danger of losing their jobs. He's very anti-union and that sort of thing. So, if you, even if you do have one, good luck being treated fair Like there's so many reasons for most white people in this country to not vote for Donald Trump. But the racism and the hatred of immigrants, even though literally every last one of them is an immigrant, is all that it takes. For them to be like, fuck that. We're keeping Trump in office. And that's why y'all deserve every bad thing that happens to you. Like, at least I benefit from Trump's presidency, which is a disgusting thing to say. But my taxes were so much lower under Donald Trump after his bullshit tax plan than they were under the Obama administration. And I don't think that's how it should be. I don't think I should be paying less taxes, but at least I am getting a tangible benefit from this greedy motherfucker being in office. Y'all literally are getting nothing. Your lives are so much worse if you just look around the trailer. And yet here you are continuing to vote for this motherfucker who is going to make your life worse. How, like, how can you be that dedicated to hating brown people? I just. I don't get can't it. can't <laughs> find logic. Like,
0: I wish I could, like, even say what you're saying in terms of like, okay, well, here is the like .005% where I guess I could throw you
2: a bone. I don't. I understand rich people voting for Donald Trump because he's drastically lowering your taxes. But it's like. But Voting he's a terrible person, right? a water balloon filled with cottage cheese. Exactly. I'm like not gonna anything. Vo- I'm not going to vote for lower taxes when it comes with somebody who treats human beings like they are not people. I will never vote for that. I don't care how low my taxes are. I will never vote for that. And yet some of you can't wait. Y'all are breaking your necks to vote for Donald Trump and he's doing fuck all for you. Poorly. <laughs> At that.
0: <laughs> like, awfully. Not even on some slick, smart oh, politician God. shit. Right? It's legit, like one of them fucking mascots out in Times Square yes. is the president. <laughs> exactly. Oh God. I'm sick of this shit. Like I don't understand <laughs> the naked cowboy. I don't understand that fucking Minnie Mouse that yeah. looked like she fell off the back of a U-Haul truck somewhere. One of them somewhere. Grover's. One of them Elmo's. <laughs> Just these off-brand ass Sesame Street characters. That's your president. What the fuck? Father God, come through Jesus. But yeah, that whole article about the whistleblower was so ridiculous, and the way that they tried to respond to it, like everyone from I feel like so many different sides, except for super super Trump stance. yeah, were like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Right in times. What exactly. are you doing? What is this?
2: Exactly. And I think the whistleblower is now under some sort of protection. I would like, expect so. I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe not the Secret Service, but they're under something now and like probably being held in protective custody because it's only a matter of time if the trump administration doesn't already know who it is It's only a matter of time till they figure it out and that person is probably in grave danger i
0: feel quite confident that they know who it is now
2: i just am glad that the democrats have finally woke the fuck up and decided that this is something that they can actually move on because while maxine waters has been talking about impeachment since day fucking <laughs> did you, zero
3: did you?
0: Did you see? Back, I got. Let me see if I found it. I, 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 <laughs> what was, was I it? I recorded a t- a clip of her talking to somebody. God, I <laughs> wish I remember which anchor it was. But she was talking about how ready they were for it, and he yeah. asked her like, "Can you get the two eighteen? Like, can you get the majority? Because this is about." He's like, "I've been on the hill yeah. forever, and his numbers are what matters. Can you get the 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 218? And she yeah. was like, "Oh, absolutely." <laughs> and he said, "We already have the votes, you bitch." Got, oh, absolutely. We should. She had the most beautiful brown <laughs> smile on her face. My sis was impassioned yeah. and satisfied.
2: The house can absolutely impeach Trump. Whether the Senate will actually remove him from office is a whole nother thing. Probably not. But if y'all impeached Clinton for getting his dick sucked by an intern, then Hello. this motherfucker should absolutely be going through I'm the same so- thing. Lost. Period. I'm just lost. <laughs> it don't matter. I think I just Googled and she was on Chris Matthews, who is my least favorite MSNBC host. But I think that's the thing you were talking picture. about. This old white man right there.
0: Absolutely. That's, that's Chris clear. Matthews. Absolutely yeah.
2: <laughs> That's him. She said, oh, absolutely. <laughs> we have it. And I believe that. We're ready right now. But we could have been ready three years ago. You know, like at this point, we're gearing up to... Potentially face another presidency from this asshole, y'all.
0: And that's why I really spent most of the time around this story laughing at it. Because I'm yeah. like, okay, well, there have been so many moments where it's felt more than Crazy, clear yeah. what the fuck is going on here. So what should be particularly different about this aside yeah. from you allegedly <laughs> or you have his alleged word by word? Exactly. You know, but uh, okay. We'll
2: see. I guess. You know, what that's, I'm just saying, inevitably, when Trump is impeached or disgraced and the history books start writing about this, they will start to act like white women did this. When in reality, people of color, specifically black women, have been telling you all about this asshole from day zero and you have not listened. Period. Even even black women who benefit from Trump's plans and policies. Simply do not support this motherfucker. You can't name a black woman who supports Trump other than Stacey Dash Diamond and Silk.
0: Oh, and Candace Owens.
2: And Stacey Dash in jail for beating that white man.
0: And Candace Owens is a a terror. She is. They have no souls.
2: Candace Owens is actually a liberal who realized she could make a lot more money if she pretended to be conservative. And so that's what she's doing. This bitch don't give a fuck about that conservative I, bullshit she do spouting. I just
0: don't care she don't about give a shit. anything coming out of her face.
2: Period. And she don't either. <laughs> right. She's saying it to make money. I don't To be care famous. About
0: I can't imagine wanting to all. be famous.
2: The little bit of attention and recognition that I have is trash. I, I, just, I, I can't imagine wanting this. i not interested. <laughs> it's so garbage. <laughs>
0: But yes, I think oh, that you would yes. have to be some kind of Looney Tunes, yep, yeah, to, to still be acting like I'm gonna but what
2: but, but, but I don't. I'm not oh, trying to hear it. So me either. But um, so my read this week um is about the Amber Geiger case. If you remember, Amber Geiger is the white cop in Dallas who broke into Botham John's apartment. Oh! Because she thought it was her apartment and shot that man dead. This bitch literally Literally, looks like Elmer Fudd. She does, yes. All both of them John was doing doing was fixing him some ice cream, probably heating up a Hot Pocket, getting ready to watch, you know, his DVR. Listen, I'm saying, I I could completely identify with this man. He was getting ready to have some ice cream when this white woman bust in his house and killed him. So anyway, we all, we talked about this on the show when it first happened. Again, because the incredibly striking thing about this is that Amber is a police officer and yet she did not have the state of mind to realize she was in the wrong apartment to... Instead of leaving, taking a step back, looking around at where she was and then going back down to her own floor, breaking into this man's house. And then as a police officer, having a full belt of tools that could be used and yet going for the gun yeah. and shooting for a man who was unarmed and truly confused. Because why is this white bitch in my house? so the trial is going on Amber's been using her white woman tears to their full effect shout out to the white lady who is, emailed us and told us that white women do that on purpose I did see that we knew that but I, yes yeah,
0: thank you for the y'all do that we know it is literally the face it of is. that white woman cry it defined it's so fake it's so bullshit and all it does is make you look like a Mary Melody bitch you look like Elmer fucking <laughs> Fudge. Or Elmira Duff, pick one. And
2: you know, I'm not, I'm honestly not mad at that because fuck Amber Geiger and everything that bitch stands for. I hate her. Period. Period. But this week is actually, my read is actually about Tammy Kemp, who is the judge in this case. Tammy Kemp is a black woman. Oh God which is even more stunning. But she ruled that the jury can consider the castle doctrine during their deliberations. That is very similar to the stand your ground law, which exists in most Southern or red States. And it allows a person to use deadly force if necessary in the protection of a home vehicle or or other property. If someone attempts to forcibly enter or remove an individual from the premises, the And the judge also, Tammy, this black woman, ruled that jurors may consider manslaughter as well as a charge when dealing with this case obviously the big issue here is that amber geiger broke into somebody else's house uh. and even though i am anti-gun personally i am very pro if people break into your house and they get what's got coming to them like there was a story that came out last week about three black teenagers who were shot and killed by this homeowner is very sad but them niggas were also fully planned a home invasion and that's what they were executing when they got shot and so if you break into somebody's house, I can't blame the homeowner for being like, it's either going to be you or me or you and my kids, you know, and I'm I'm not choosing my kids. I fully get that. But this bitch was not even in her own home. <laughs> Mr. Jean was in his home with his good fucking ice cream. OK, that was his bluebell. And it was the really good shit. It was the banana pudding flavor. So good. Got
3: the wafers. (laughs) That
2: was his Jenny's ice cream with the biscuits and the peaches. Mm-hmm. And he did not. The man simply did not. It ain't no grounds for the castle doctrine or stand your ground law when you broke into somebody else's house. And of course, her attorney has been arguing that you can't be mad at her. I mean, like you can be mad or you can hate her, but you can't convict her of this because you know you can't use emotion when you're making your decisions. That I mean, makes no and, damn sense. Well, they had a Texas Ranger testify as well during the trial, talking about how a person can have a tu- have tunnel vision, short term memory loss when they're stressed what? out, and all this. The so fact much so remains, that you got into somebody else's goddamn apartment You broke into somebody else's house. Look at all
0: of their furnishings that ain't yours. It's
2: not yours, bitch. And you're a police officer, meaning you have probably a taser at your hand. You have one of them big ass whacking sticks, whatever they Maze, call them. Shit, possibly. All that shit. You didn't have to shoot that man to kill, but you did. You did. And so <laughs> I say all this to say, Judge Tammy, I'm not a judge. I will never complete law school or the bar or whatever else it takes to be a judge in America I will never do those things, but I cannot believe that a black woman, one of the very few people who you know, usually don't desert the black race to decide that this white woman can use this as an excuse. I really don't understand what motivated you to do that, because at the end of the day, even if it was an accident, even if she really thought she was at home, even though the furnishings were totally different and not at all set up in the way that her home was, even if She didn't think, huh, I'm a police officer. I have so many other options at my ready than to kill this man right here. I don't understand how you can say that she is justified in that. I don't understand how you can say that she does not deserve to be in jail for that. If anything, she deserves to be in jail even more because she is a police officer. So she should have better instincts and she should be able to better react than the common everyday person would. You should be able to do that. You had multiple ways of restraining this man if you really thought that he was in your home, but you should have known from the very first fucking glance that he wasn't because it wasn't your fucking shit.
0: All this crying face does is just make people want to punch it. Like, like I don't even... I'm just All that sick. bullshit you talking about, like, girl, they need to just make a, a dartboard out of that picture yeah. of her crying. Right. I hate her.
2: This bitch probably heard both of them. Botham, I hope I'm not pronouncing your name, sir. She probably heard him from in the hallway or outside the door watching Project Runway and taking his freezer out the, his ice cream out the freezer. Mm-hmm. And he probably, she probably got mad from that very moment and thought, oh my God, somebody's in my house. I gotta be ready to, to take care of this motherfucker no matter what. But that, even and that's the best way of looking at it but even if that is the case it's still fucking foolish and not only should this person not serve on the police force she should not be a free human being if you are the type of person to kill somebody else when you were totally in the wrong you need to not be free to mingle amongst the rest of us period so judge tammy says fuck you i don't know how them white people put a battery in your back i don't know what was going on there maybe you're a kanye fan secretly or some shit i don't know what your deal is But sis, allowing the jury to consider this as a possibility is so fucking dangerous because there is no stand your ground law when it's not even your ground. It was Mr. (laughs) Jean's ground. It was his. And he deserved to eat his fucking bluebell or his hagen dazs in peace. It's not your ground, bitch. You idiot. I'm really hoping the jury comes back on this the way they should. But I'm going to temper my expectations because America has disappointed me so many times. And so again, I would like to say it's been a while, but if you live in Amsterdam or really anywhere in Europe, uh, New Zealand as well, Mm -hmm. and you would like a chunky black wife, I'm right here. I'm very available. Just let me know. I need to escape because I don't see myself in this country long term. And I feel like America deserves to be better. And we, the majority have every right and responsibility to make things better, but also that I don't want to sacrifice another generation of black people to this shit. And while anti-blackness and racism are global, that is very true. The gun shit is very specific to America. Like down to the ground. When New Zealand had that mass shooting, they banned assault rifles nine days later. Only one person was against that shit. They banned that shit less than two weeks later. We have had people shoot up a school and kill kindergartners and first graders. And the GOP was like, I mean, you know, collateral damage when it comes to guns. I mean, why can't we just put like s- some rocks in no. the classroom? No. And they can throw the rocks. Fuck that. And-, and then... Speaking of, did you see the Sandy Hook Promise commercial? No. Oh! Oh!
0: Yes, I did. With
2: the kids going back to school. Yes. And at first it's very innocent. My mom bought me that this backpack. That
0: shit was like bone chilling. And then
2: the more you get into oh the commercial, God, the scarier it, was it gets. so
0: unsettling. And then
2: at the very end with the black girl hiding in the bathroom and texting her mom saying, I love you. That
0: was so, uh, like I got goosebumps. Yeah, that because then the killer terrifying. walks into
2: the bathroom and the little girl is like shivering, trying to be quiet, hoping that she stays alive. America, this is what you are. Children are afraid to go to school. Girl, what in the hot nut fuck? I don't want to put my kids through that.
0: But you uh, shackling up six-year-olds for having temper tantrums because they tired. Listen.
2: I hate this Listen. place. At least when I was growing up. Columbine happened when I was probably in... Eighth grade? I I think think I was in middle school. Middle school, maybe. Yeah, I think I was in middle school when Columbine happened. And it was considered like the craziest thing. It was a news story for months and months and months. It was all
0: Marilyn Manson's fault.
2: It was. They were like, oh, he's a goth. So, you know, fucked up. And yeah, maybe. But (laughs) there are plenty of goth kids who don't ever fucking take guns to school. So, no, fuck that. But there was a copycat in Oklahoma just a very short time after that and I feel like it didn't get a lot of attention because nobody died but when that happened I was like yo even in oklahoma
0: that could just be me my it school. could
2: literally be me at my school yep and, and and it has gotten so much worse since I graduated high school in the year 2000 that I truly doubt that I could send my children to a public school in America I just really doubt that I could do it and it shouldn't be that way Because I went to public schools. I went to great public schools. Shout out to Booker T. And it should not be that way, but it is that way. So America, please do better and please send this bitch Amber Geiger to prison. Because if a police officer can't tell that she's not in her own goddamn house, that bitch deserves to be in jail. Fuck is you talking about? I've never been so drunk in my life. Drunk, high, whatever else. I've never been so fucked up that I couldn't tell that I was at the wrong house. If I try to put my key in the door and it don't go, guess what I do? Take a step back. Am I on the right floor? Is this the right apartment? Now, let me say this. I have been drunk and come home. That's true. And went to the wrong floor. And went to the wrong floor, yes. That
0: key wouldn't even go in. And I'm like, well, what? what Have I forced myself inside and killed the people who live there? What's... I know that I think <laughs> <laughs> only to look up and see the whole land the whole the wrong on the whole floor. wrong floor. That's right. That is absolute. And then not only do I not bust and murder the people in there, yeah, I hurry away in right. case they hurt pray me they don't see me. To open That's the right.
2: Praying y'all don't see my dumb drunk ass standing outside your house. <laughs> i would be afraid that they're going to shoot
0: me That's for right. being drunk That's right. and being the black ass motherfucker to be out their door yeah. thinking that they're at the right place lock her the fuck up That's I don't right. care nothing about them frown lines or Bye, them tears bitch. bitch get the fuck out of here with that shit
2: fuck you Woo. okay so that wraps up this week's episode of The Read did you watch Saturday Night Live I didn't, but I did see the screenshots of Maya dressed up as Kamala Harris. You have to okay, watch I will. that
0: whole I will. Sketch. I will. Kate McKinnon as Elizabeth Warren. <gasps> Woody Harrelson as Joe Biden. I love Kate McKinnon. <laughs> Larry David as um Bernie Sanders. Oh, and he my looks- God exactly like, like honestly at first I thought it was Bernie <laughs> and then I was like nigga that's Larry David oh my god and that's Maya like that went with
2: Trump he does such a he good he did Trump. the cold open oh of course he did at,
0: nigga Saturday Night Live was
2: funny. I'm gonna, watch, this I'm gonna watch it when they have real shit to make fun of Saturday Night Live is golden
0: the political shit for like the past 10 years it's, has been great it's on SB. really good that shit has been their saving grace in my opinion but Maya Rudolph's Kamala yeah. Harris was impeccable she got the facial expression. Down. She got the mannerisms down. Everything about it was so fucking funny. Yeah. And then Kamala Harris is going to tweet this GIF of her, of Maya playing her, and it says, <laughs> That girl being played by Maya Rudolph on SNL, that girl was me. Because, that- like, <laughs>
2: Just watch it. Just watch okay, it. Okay, I am. I'm that gonna watch shit
0: it. Had me crying. That and the yeah. fucking the cold open with with Alec Baldwin as Trump because Kate McKinnon plays Giuliani.
2: Kate McKinnon is the funniest bitch. That bitch is hilarious. I love her gay ass. She, she is, is everything. So fucking ridiculous. When I realized she dates women, I was like, Of course you do. Yeah, wonder you're so funny. Why goddamn why you like funny. Yeah. This one mm-hmm. you're so good at this. But on Saturday I was recovering from Harry Potter World. I oh, went, how was that? I went to Orlando with my best friends from high school this past weekend did you go on the ride with the spider nigga so was it was there a spider I went on the Gringotts ride the bank ride okay, with yeah. the I with haven't the, been on that one yet that one is really fun I don't think I went, the, I went on the and then we took the train over to Hogsmeade yeah we rode the ride in the castle where you're basically flying basically with like, Hagrid or whatever no 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 oh but there is a ride with Hagrid and the motorcycle we went oh, on no. that oh
0: no yeah no no not that one but that's there's no where you're like flying yeah 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 and there's like some, at one point you're like in a quidditch match yes! Or
2: something. yes that's, that's one the, the one spider. I went on oh with the oh yes with the big ass spider that goes on in that ride. That ride
0: was amazing. That
2: ride is crazy because the whole time you you feel like you're immersed in the experience. Yes. You really do. Like you feel like you're flying. You all of a sudden are in the middle of a Quidditch match and Harry's like follow me and then you have to like dodge the dementors and the yep. golden snitches right in front of you. It's insanity. And you dive down and go through all this shit. It's We went on Not that. to mention
0: the line. Like the queue for the ride is basically you basically you going through Hogwarts. Yeah, it is. It's so fun. And there's moments where you'll actually See the cast up, and they're like talking to you or whatever. Right, I miss it. Well, we paid
2: for the we paid for the two part two day pass, and we paid for the express line, skipping all that bullshit. Completely worth it. I understand why people don't pay for it because it's basically two tickets for the price of one. I do get it, but for people who hate standing, like our old asses,
0: especially this time of year when people it was
2: so good, it was so good. And so I got my wand. Which and one did you get? It's a birch wand. Okay. They they asked so they, you go in this like little room at first at Ollivander's and yeah. they have a, a, a show yeah. where one person gets selected and their wand selects them. So my friend Adrian got picked out, which wow. probably happened because she's 14. So the lady probably thought she was a kid, but <laughs> love you, Adrian. but- <laughs> so she got to like have the experience with the wand picking her out on that and then we went to Ollivander's afterwards and they gave her her wand like you know this is the one that chose you but then the lady who was working there what I love is all the employees are so into this nerd shit yeah they're so into it they're like
0: supposed to come and so even when you come
2: off the ride or when you board the ride they're like "All right, muggles get ready and I'm like oh my god I'm not a muggle bitch
0: (laughs) I think the wand I got I think the wand i got was like serious black wand okay i think that's the one that i got
2: yeah i got a birch one and um bought so many things bought a ravenclaw nightgown that first night that we went to orlando universal studios we all wore our ravenclaw t-shirts because of course we're all ravenclaw of mm. course and there are so many nerds at that park yeah Like people were so into it which I was also into because I love Harry Potter the books not the movies but there were like random kids would walk past us and be like oh my god it's three Ravenclaws and we're like that's right. You know, like, like it was people just go there so to just fun. live in yes. it. Yes, you go there to fun. do your nerd shit, which is why I totally understand sis earlier who was like, I go to Comic Con to be my fucking yes. nerd self.
0: The buildings look just like they the look, fucking shit. They
2: look. When you walk into the area, it looks just like Diagon Alley. <laughs> oh my God. And speaking of Butterbeer a bit overrated. I didn't like, I mean, the frozen one was okay. What's really good is that creamy white topping on top of the butter beer. But, they had butterbeer, ice cream, and bitch.
0: I don't remember. When butterbeer I
2: ice cream say when I phenomenal, my nigga,
0: I did have the butterbeer, but I don't.
2: I'll I never an drink another butterbeer in my life. It's the butterbeer ice cream is so good, bitch. I bet it is. And I then they drink. sell fire whiskey, so you could just put shots in your drink if you fucking want to. Wow! I was like Orlando Universal. You have given me more than enough. I
0: definitely ran down on that candy place too. What's the candy shop?
2: There's from? so many. You Honeydukes. Yes. Or they. Also also have the Weasley Brothers candy shop. There are multiple candy shops. I went into shops.
0: that one, but I bought shit out of 100
2: Yeah, minutes. yeah. I was almost gonna buy a chocolate frog, but they're like solid milk chocolate. And that's yeah, not very that's, fun. Right,
0: exactly. That's the same reason I yeah. didn't buy it.
2: I don't want a solid milk chocolate frog. <laughs> I definitely got them
0: fucking, uh, the Birdie Bots. I got the Every Flavor Bean.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. And then like some other ridiculous There's so shit much that good in stuff there. in there, and so much of it. Like there's a giant dragon on top of Gringotts, which is the bank. Yeah. And every like 20 minutes, the dragon breathes out this fire, and the whole area noticeably gets warmer. Yes. Because it's real fire. And And it's just so cool.
0: You can use your wands. Or like they have some wands that are like sort of like synced with areas in the park. So you can actually do spells and like make things move around. It's really well done.
2: So at Ollivanders, all the wands are $55. All of them are interactive. Yeah. And so those random spots around Universal, you can learn how to do certain like spells the wrists movements and all that. And then they'll do things like you yeah. can control whatever's going on at the park. It was just so fun. And I was so glad to spend that time with my oldest friends and do our nerd shit and went home and watch great Brutus baking show. And it was just <sighs> such a washed ass old bitch. Weekend and I loved every bit of it.
0: (laughs) I want to go to. I want to do the Star Wars one.
2: Oh, I don't know Star Wars. There's like like a
0: new Star Wars Land, which I'm imagining is the same thing, like as immersive and experience, Mm, but with Star Wars. But I believe it is in Disneyland. Okay. Which is in Burbank or wherever. Yeah. But
2: Well, I went for all of the Harry Potter stuff, but there's also so much more to do. It yeah, has a big ass part. It's just one I, part of a huge So I only have this one memory from when I was a kid, but I remember going and watching like going to like a what was that Adventure Nigga in the nineties? Hmm. Dun, 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 dun.
0: Indiana Jones. Yes,
2: Indiana Jones. So they had an Indiana Jones (laughs) exhibit. And uh, I remember going to that, but I don't remember there being a lot else at Universal Mm. that I was into. And it may have been that I was too short to get on a lot of the rides.
0: Possibly, but I remember being a kid, a Florida kid especially, who grew up where Universal was like not that bitch in comparison to Disney Disney World. But then when they opened... Islands of Adventure. Oh yeah, that's it became the girl. A whole that's other that thing. girl. Universal Studios is cool because there are lots of rides and like it's really like a Universal lot. Yeah. So there's a lot of film stuff you'll recognize. Yes. Like the King Kong ride, I remember was huge. When it I was, was very kid. fun. And I think the Jurassic we went on that. Park, no, Jurassic is an island. Islands of Adventure. There
2: was a Hulk roller coaster. I don't remember which. Park it was in. That Islands Hulk roller coaster is so good. Because there's a Marvel land. Yeah, there, in is. Islands of Adventure. there is.
0: The Hulk roller coaster is we like the the spider of the Spider-Man shit. spider
2: Superman uh, we were in like the newsroom or whatever
0: yes yeah a a Spider-Man ride that is very similarly done like the uh, Harry Potter one. Yeah. Where you like move around and there are screens and yes, it's whatever. Yes,
2: yes, exactly.
0: I remember going on that like w- the year that it opened. My dad <laughs> took us to Islands of Adventure with my parents, we and my dad loved that. ride yeah. it was a thing that was like we were very much here for the kids and
2: maybe we'll find something that entertains us as well
0: <laughs> right Spider-Man was there for my dad which was
2: us like we were and there were so many adults there who would, who were there to be nerd adults yeah but at the same time plenty of children and, and babies and stuff like that and it would have been ridiculous for us to be mad at the children for being there
0: but those theme things- parks are fun for however the fuck yeah. old you are as long as you yes. have the space I and mean, if you're taking your kids there yeah. you're in you know guardian mode which is not the same but if you want to have a good drunk high time with your friends Disney Universal Six Flags what is the one in fucking Ohio Cedar Point all of these bitches are the shit
2: and we went to a place there was a restaurant outside of the park because they have like an area called City Walk. Yeah,
0: that's right. It's basically
2: yeah. for the locals. And there's a restaurant called Cowfish, which is a yeah. terrible name, but it was so fucking yeah. good. And so we just had a great time. Even when we went through like the Dr. Seuss portions of the park, it was like... <laughs> everything is just really fucking cute everything's so on brand and so I just had so much fun my There's wand is, is my wand is being put up um with my Ava DuVernay Barbie that's that it seems, won't be touched it's, right. it isn't a toy mm-hmm. like my Drake bottle <laughs> <laughs> that I have. Thank, I mean, this thank sounds you, right. Yeah, I'm not giving those things up. They're not toys. You can't play with them. Actually, I had to tell Noah one time, you may not play with my Ava DuVernay Barbie. She's actually not coming out the box. Ever. So, so figure it out, sis. You can look at it from Do the something side. else, my nigga. Right but no. Okay. So I had a great time. And thank you so much to the staff and everybody at Universal Orlando who made it an incredible experience. Because yeah. I will never, ever forget it.
0: They work very hard.
2: And they deserve Get like, around. I don't know if that I could deal with that many nerds and entitled rich white people.
0: <laughs> it's just all day. I don't know that
2: I could do that.
0: Because <laughs> like, when, you, when you could possibly be having just the shittiest day ever, yep. you are surrounded by thousands yep. and thousands mm-hmm. of people who are the most excited they ever Living their made. fucking dreams. So
2: like, yes. it's,
0: you got to be ready to play.
2: My friend Terry took a video of me walking into Diagon Alley and you can see me going from like a regular bitch walking around Amusement Park to being like oh my fucking Beyonce. I am losing my shit because it is just incredible to walk onto that lot for the first time. It looks just like Diagon Alley. It looks just like I dreamed it to be. The attention
0: to detail is insane. It's
2: so good. So if you have the chance to go especially if you're a Florida resident so your prices are way way lower. (laughs) That's right. Way way lower. To the point here. where I was like, I need to rent a mailbox in Miami so I can have a Miami or Florida mailing address for my credit cards so that I can fucking go and spend this is way a, less it's a, money. That's a reasonable discount. Yeah, it is. Whereas if you are out of state and you buy online, like our tickets for the two-day, two-park unlimited ride pass was like a little over $500 bitch and universal gave us a $5 discount for booking online. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> we might as well just bought them the day like, off. What the fuck? what the fuck does $5 mean when we spent over 500 to be here, but Florida residents pay in way, way less. So if you it's live in one Florida, of the
0: few things that used to make me feel good about myself.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, because so few benefits happen to the people of Florida. I but mean, very. few. <laughs> it was such a good time. I had an amazing. I just you know sometimes you have those weekends or those times with friends or family or whatever you just feel like I know where I belong in the world and I am here and I'm around people who truly get me it was like that so That's good. thank you Universal for making my Harry Potter weekend totally magical because a bitch was doing the absolute most I got a Ravenclaw nightgown That's I got good. a golden snitch keychain my friend gave me a Ravenclaw keychain I also bought two different journals that have harry potter themes i bought a a marauder's map coffee mug and the back of it says i solemnly swear i'm up to no good and i was just like oh my god i love this bullshit we went on all them rides at least three times except the Hagrid one because the Hagrid one didn't have an express lane so we had to wait in real line for that one we were disgusted and that one's like an actual coaster it is and it's so good because one seat is a motorcycle and the other is like a car seat and so there was a white boy who was like doing the single ride line and my friend adrian had to twist my friend terry's arm to go on on the roller coaster because she don't like roller coasters so i was in the like lane by myself and the white boy got sent to be next to me and i was like i'm getting on the fucking motorcycle (laughs) literally don't care and it was incredible you go all the way up this thing and then when you think you're about to fall off the edge, the roller coaster zooms fucking backwards and you go backwards a certain ways and then you stop for a few seconds and you think it's over and then you drop down. The fucking floor drops out underneath you and you just drop. <laughs> it was so fun. I can't wait to I'm go back. Glad you had I'm going time. back on my honeymoon. But anyway, how was L.A.? Um, L.A. was
0: um, Western
2: and... <laughs> Did you at least get some good drugs? Oh, yeah, totes. Okay, good. Plenty of that. Good, good, but good.
0: I, I handle that um how I need to. As I said, <laughs> I went to a very fun um block party, DJ Behan's block party, and also my friend Jeffrey had like a fitness brunch situation called what is muscles a fitness and mimosas. Br- oh. We did CrossFit.
2: Oh my god. And
0: then we had brunch.
2: That is
0: Everything. Is, is your friend Jeffrey a homosexual person? That's none of anybody's business. I just feel like that is a very... Jeffrey <laughs> is the same person who told me... That if you go to have a bottomless brunch or whatever and you don't have at least seven drinks, yeah. you didn't get your money's Well, worth. that's true. And so many people he's have not been lying. like, this is so reasonable. And <laughs> I see the light now. So clearly, he's this so is someone smart. who understands what he's
2: actually brilliant because you don't want people to work out after they've been drinking. But to com- combine CrossFit and brunch is like, The gays' two favorite things. I mean, what else is there? (laughs) Not literally, not. We literally
0: worked out. There's a DJ and all kinds of good shit. I love it. Encouraged, and it was very hard. (laughs) But um, then after that, we got to get drunk. I had a good
2: time. I'm probably gonna. I'm happy for you. When I go to LA uh, next month, I will definitely be stocking up on some of my own goodies and things like that. But glad you had a good time, and I hope you didn't let Final Draft stress sh- uh, you out.
0: And oh, what can you do? <laughs>
2: I mean, you know, you you the one with seventeen TV shows. <laughs>
0: Well, girls, that has been this episode of The Read. Yes.
2: Again, check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is is thisistheread.com. Don't forget our late night show premieres on October 11th on Fuse. If you don't have Fuse, you can also access it through the Fuse app. It will be available for purchase on Amazon Prime and iTunes. And um, there is something called House Read.
0: So House Read is a uh, pop-up. I'm just
2: not reading this text from Alex.
0: Interactive <laughs> photo installation, live performance space, and pop-up shop that is celebrating all that is the Read. It's happening here in New York City on Saturday, October 12th, and Sunday, October 13th. No record, no ticket is required, and it's open to all ages. So basically, this is just some fancy schmancy shit that's coming yeah. out to celebrate the fucking podcast. That's
2: Alex's Something way of including family. everybody else in the launch of the. A TV show. Because <laughs> you know we did not coordinate this.
0: will be fun photos for you to take. There'll be a, a podcast guests that will come in and make appearances. Probably will be some candy. Giveaways. I don't know what the fuck. It's just going to be a whole affair. But there'll be more information for that on the social media pages.
2: Uh, tomorrow evidently. Probably I guess she's going to text me. Right. This. I have a feeling she's going to text me something and be like post this. <laughs> so fine. But y'all will find out more about that. Is there anything else for you this week friend? no okay well in that case do we have a quote or a memo or anything like that to leave the people with or shall we just leave
0: what you can expect for me to start doing from now on at the end is what I'm going to be calling lessons from the lanai
2: playing with your string your durag strings because you're really you're on that shit <laughs>
0: Giving you girls quotes to live by via the golden girls. Okay. Everybody's favorite sitcom.
2: Oh, I can definitely do this. I can participate in this. So
0: Lessons from the Eye coming soon. Okay. Another random segment from my brain.
2: Yeah. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday.
0: Bye.